Hey everyone, welcome to Why Must Love Fade. My name is Daniel, with me is my co-host Donovan. To me, my noble on Harry R. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Here we go. Here we yes. go. Uh, today, we're going to be covering book one of the new Jedi Order, Vector Prime by R.A. Salvatore. Uh, Donovan, I want to get your opening thoughts on this new chapter of uh, Star Wars storytelling. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so this is, uh, just to be clear, this is how, on the back of the book, it says this is 21 years after Endor. Yes. Okay, that's 25. Kind of awesome. 25 uh ady this is set up oh wow they actually give you the date oh uh, yeah yeah that's cool okay so like yeah every, everybody's like all the main characters in their 40s and stuff except for the kids the kids that's yeah. kind of cool um i'm pretty sure luke is like 38 right or 41 i'm, I'm not sure okay yeah that. somewhere around there he's just... i think he's 38 yeah yeah who who's 30 uh luke luke and leia i'm pretty huh. sure are there like really late 30s and then uh I mean, this takes place over five years, so by the end of it, they're, like, in their okay. early, early 40s, yeah. That does kind of throw me off, then, because... Uh, unless, unless it says differently, and I missed it. Yeah, but. okay, maybe there's... Okay, that there's there's room for change. But uh, I will say, um, this is the, the book where we introduced to the, the, the Yuzhan Vong. Yeah. Um, this is the first book in... night Out of 19 books, I gotta be yeah. honest with you, I'm a little surprised at how much I feel like I've learned about the Vong in, in one book out of almost 20. Yeah. It's crazy. We got introduced to all their, all the, like, like all their basic, basic terms and stuff. Really. Yeah. Which are, are a lot of it. Not, not all of them. Obviously. A lot of it. Yeah. You're right. Um, it's all, all of it though is awesome. That's yeah. I will say the Yuzhan Vong right now, their entire method of operation is just, it's so sick. Like, yeah. it's all a bunch of just organic species that they've trained, like, weaponized. Yeah. Yeah. All, their ships, all their ships are alive. They yeah, grow. all the ships are alive. Um, Their their breathing masks are alive. Their their spacesuits are alive. How do you feel about the uh, descriptive, like, uh, language whenever <laughs> they oh. would put stuff on or in their ear? Or like, Oh, like the names of the things? No, no, like how descriptive it was, like when they would put their masks oh, like and it how would go it, like, into it their... grabs your the pores on your skin. Yeah, it goes into your pores and grabs your brain and shit. Like, and yeah. then the one, what is it saying? The, when when you put the uh, the breathing mask, it goes down your throat and it grabs your lungs or something. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that's, it's it's pretty invasive, but that's probably like what makes the writing about it so good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, all right, I can't. We can't start without just saying this flat out. Like, okay, okay, wait. This this okay, juggernaut wait. of a hit in the middle of this book is the the death of Chewbacca. Uh huh. What are we do? What what's going on here? I was like, <laughs> were you surprised? Okay, so uh, okay, while I'm reading it, yes, completely surprised. Mm-hmm. When I finished, when when he goes. I remembered that I actually did know this. I didn't know when it happened. Right. I did remember when I used to frequent Wikipedia like daily. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing like I wonder in the old canon like I wonder when Chewbacca died and then I read it and it's I remember it saying something about a planet and I always assumed it was like in some super obscure comic book or something like yeah. I'm just thinking like anything that's popular why would you kill Chewbacca? That's basically what I was thinking. Mhm. 
And right after it happened, I immediately said to myself, I was like, okay, this, the character development or we're the on, character actions. What, you're like, we're, we're on, we're on different time now. Like we're on, we're on, we're on a different mode now. Kind exactly. Of. Exactly. Like this is not going to be like, oh, we're getting chased on some cool one piece stuff by the bad guys and Chewie kills every single person in one shot. Like, yeah. Um, I just thought immediately, like, whatever the actions of characters come from this death better be good and lasting because you just killed Chewbacca. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just kill him for nothing. So yes. Yes. And I felt like by the end of the book, I did feel, especially for Anakin, I think this is going to be all right. Also Anakin, a goat. Um, Yes. But I just want to, Anakin's fucking awesome. Anakin is so, so sick. I'm like, wow. They, I used to have Jason as my favorite character. Like, bro, like this Anakin, <laughs> this Anakin kid is awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, his brother kind of underestimates him, honestly. Like, yeah, like Jason really thinks he's on that hot boy shit. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. So, what did you think? What what you reading it for? Like a what a fourth time? Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> second time, <laughs> second time, second time. Um, so on my first read through, I. I thought of this book as a, like kind of a gut introduction to the Yuzhan Vong and their technology, yeah, kind of like, and and the threat that they pose. Like I, I still pretty much think that it's a good introduction also to like Jason, Anakin, and Jaina's new characters, um, sort of, and and like mm-hmm. kind of what they uh, individually believe in. Yes, uh, it's it's a good introduction to some of the themes that'll be like really explored deeply in later books, like the role of the Jedi, the use of the Force. There's like some political stagnation, like conservatism already kind mm-hmm. of like in, in this book a little bit, uh, like re- some a little bit of refugee stuff in this book, mm-hmm. uh, re- religious like fanaticism and, and that type of stuff. Yeah, that'll get like explored more, more and more in like individual novels, like the more interested each writer is in those subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the like the writing of the book itself, I know that R.A. Salvatore is like a He's a well-known fantasy author, specifically for some like D and D books. Like the they're called Drizzt. The character is called Drizzt. He's like a really W probably the most popular like D and D book character. Um, okay, uh, and he's known very well for those books, specifically a trilogy I think that fantasy readers love. Uh, and he did the Attack of the Clones novelization after this as well. Oh wow, was that better um, than the movie? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, I've only read the Revenge of the Sith novelization. Uh, and uh, his his prose is, I would describe it as, like, kind of workman-like, I guess. But there's, like, a really good sense of dread, I think, throughout the book that you feel, like, especially in the uh, Belkadon chapters. Oh, yeah, the like, stuff with, with, um, like, with Danny, Danny and what's his name? Melk? Danny Kui and Yeoman Carr. Um, yeah. The um, the disguised Yuzhan Vong. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the second half of the book with what goes down on Serpadal and Hellscar Floor, it almost gives off like to me, it gave off like an alien, the, the movie type vibe. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, uh, so I, I really like that. Like him like all, systematically killing them all. It was like a th- kind of like a thriller Star Wars book in a way, like in those sections, um, which I really liked. Um, and uh, it, it kind of just like it, it, um, 
it gives you like the vibes and the themes and like the eerie atmosphere that I associate with the rest of the NJO in general that's really absent from the rest of Star Wars, I think. Yeah. Uh, which makes this series so unique is like this eerie atmosphere and like this sense of anything can happen at any moment. Somebody could die, you know? Yes. Like, especially since Chewbacca dies in book one from a fucking moon falling on the planet. A moon, like, dude. Yeah. And then and then you get that moment, that awesome, my favorite moment of the book with, we'll get to it later with Han and Anakin, where Han's just like blaming his son, even though he knows it's not his fault. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the fallout of all that, of like those actions and stuff. Um, I think maybe KOTOR 2 is the only other Star Wars story I've seen with this type of atmosphere where it's like... Where everything of... can suck immediately just yeah. as fast as it could be awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like, not in, like in terms of quality, but just, yeah, atmosphere like you're saying. Yeah. yeah. One thing yeah. I want to point out, because you used the word thriller, I just want to say this. I came away with the book thinking, because, okay, l- long story short, we're going to say it, but I mean... The good guys win in this yes, yes. story. And I was like, I said something like along the lines of like, did the writer kind of like sacrifice, you know, like making like a super intimidating enemy um, to have like this, you know, super bombastic like end to the story where like yeah. they, they, the bad, the good guys lose and they, they figure out they immediately blow the, um, the planet up planet up yeah yeah the fact that it ends with it it turned into like a star wars book i was like i and i came at the end of the day i think i think that no that's what you should have done like you're starting off your series we get a handle on your bad guy kind of Mm -hmm. at the end of the day this is supposed to be probably before it ends up getting way worse for our characters but and 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 this is just i mean I, the one thing this book doesn't do a good job of ever saying is this is the Praetorite Vong, as they call it. They're just yep. like the scouts. They're like the scout, like the scout force. Basically. It does not. Yeah, it doesn't. It didn't leave me. That's probably why I asked that question at the end, because it didn't leave me thinking like what I mean. I know it. I know there is a bigger threat because they're, you know, 19 books. on Right. Right. Yeah. But like it didn't ever make me feel like. Oh, like I felt more concerned with like the political atmosphere yeah. at the end of the book than like the Vong. I'm like, they just blew up a planet. Like, <laughs> right? I think he focused. Them. I think I think he wanted to focus, uh, more. I guess less on the overall, like the immediate immediate right Vong threat, and more like he he really focused in on like especially the epilogue ending it where it did like. Oh, we just killed Chewbacca off, which means uh, you have to focus any, on it. <laughs> anybody, anybody could die. We focus really hard on this, um, the emotional aspect of it, and also like um, this is the threat that we're dealing with from now on. Like our char- our main characters can die now, as opposed to a our... Star Wars movie where you kind Earth- of feel safe. Yeah, yeah. Well, as opposed to like. Uh, him focusing on the Vong as an overall threat. Oh, Mark. sure. I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah that, sure. that eulogy really does... Oh, man, we're going to get to it. But I just wanted to say, like, it, like how you're talking about how anybody could die. Um, those were literally, like, Han's thoughts. Like, he talks about how he could, they kind of felt like he had that um, he had that fast and furious mindset where, like, nobody could die, he felt <laughs> yes. like. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I don't have the quote, but it's, it's like uh, I, we had a bubble around uh, our friends and family 
and we, yeah. we had plot armor back then yeah we had we had plot armor on us now we don't like type shit yeah yeah it, really good really good yeah and um i guess i'll just end it on uh i don't know if you want me to do my where this ends up on my nj of book rankings at the end or oh the um, end would be cool i mean as long as you okay. remember <laughs> i'll just say yeah, yeah, yeah i'll just say right now it's it's nowhere near the top of the nj of books uh, okay. and and we'll get to the rankings at the end but um, I do think it serves as a good introduction to the world as is in the characters and themes and stuff. So Okay. Yes. It's also yeah, it's just a really it was really a thrilling book, dude. And and a lot happens. Awesome. Book one of nineteen, it's like a lot happens. Like a lot happens, yeah. And most of these books, a lot it happens in each book where you're just like, damn, like this is just one book of the series, but like and then like the obviously the worst ones are like you're like, damn, this shit slow as hell, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Start with chapter one. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I got, I got the. Oh, you, you have know, a... I, I got the characters, bro. Okay, okay. And I'm not way, gonna go through. Okay, I'll, I'm, I'm not gonna do every character because you don't have I like... to. But by the way, every book after this, I'm pretty sure has um characters in the beginning of the book. So. Oh, it tells you. A- after this, after this book, I'm pretty sure they have like a, a character thing. Oh. Yeah, for each character. Yeah. Oh, look. Okay, then I'll just do like the main characters. I like to do that. Oh um, yeah, for this book, it doesn't have it, so you could do it. Yeah. So. Um, in the order that they appear in, we got we got Leia Organa and Mara Jade, Jaina mm-hmm. Solo. They're like the first people that show up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna name all the characters. Uh, yeah. We got Jaina Solo. We got Bolfer. We got the that's her like bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Leia's bodyguard. Nogiri. Yeah, Nogiri. Uh, C3PO. Guy called Commander Akduel, the whole Mon <laughs> Mon Calamari looking guy. Yeah. Worth Skitter. With Skitter, yep. Terrible. Okay. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> poor, poor with Skitter. Yeah. Dude, he was just trying to help and trying to be act cool, and he just like started a civil war. Oh, no, war. I'm saying poor with Skitter for what happens later on. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, something happens? We'll get to yeah. it. I, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, Danny Kui. Danny Kui. Uh, she's cool. Yeoman Carr, a uh, first Yuzhong Vong we see, uh, actually disguised as a human. I think. Yes. I guess the Vong are like humanoid. I think they're supposed to be human looking, but then they scar themselves up, right? They're they're shaped like humans. Um it's not uh, the same physiology though. Yeah, but they, they like mask they have like just disguises obviously, but Okay, yeah. Uh <clears throat> the these are people on the Belkadin, uh Garth Breeze, mm-hmm. T Ubo Duel, Li- and Lissier. <laughs> Lissier. Uh those are people. Uh then we got Next time you see some of the main characters, Jason Solo, Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. um, Master and Apprentice. I guess Luke splits his time between both his nephews. That's kind of weird to me, but yeah, yeah, it's very not, weird. Um, they're, they're... They, don't, they don't really have a they don't really have a system down as well. Yeah, they they, they, they do not about, have. They talk about it in the book. Yeah, uh, Borsk Fela, which you said a person that I would begin to hate. Um, he does Borsk. kind of suck. Yes. Um, and then these are the all the. Uh, other senators, uh, Nuke Nuv, the Celestin senator. I love that. I love that name. I don't know why, but I find myself Nuke saying Nuke Nuv a lot for some reason. Nuke I Nuv. I like that. That, like that, that is kind of cool. Col- Cal Omas, the Alderanian uh, senator. Yeah. Tr- Tribak, the Wookie senator. Tribak. 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 Puo, the Quarum. Quarren. Uh. Fior Rodan, the Commend. I might have wrote this wrong. 
Kaminor? Is that a planet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kaminor, Kaminor, and then Chelk Dravad, Chelk Dravad, the Corellian senator. Mm-hmm. Um, that that name, I don't know. I like it. It's something something weird. Corellians are... I don't know. I feel like... I feel like every Star Wars writer writes the Corellians like kind of racist. I don't know. I feel like everybody hates them, the Corellians all the time. They're like the... um Thieves? They're like... Oh, I was going to say they're like the rednecks of Star Wars. Oh, there we go. Okay, maybe that's <laughs> what... Maybe I that's think. like the vibe I get. Like, they're they like, always... They're like the southerners that drink a lot. And yes, be, yes. Beaver around and shit. Uh, Han yeah. Solo, Anakin yes. Solo, Chewbacca. Um, we got Shock Tanakhtin, the... Uh, oh, I must have missed something. Um, he's the he's the second in command of Nom Anor. Yes. Uh, a, another Vong in disguise who somehow became a in charge of uh, what was it Rama 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 Yeah. Rama Yeah. Uh, we got Tamoctis Bretha. Fucking love Nom Anor, by the way. Nomenor. Oh yeah, he was awesome. There was a lot of um prefects, a lot of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't expect there to be so many, but uh, got Benson Tomri. I think those these two are people that are on Belkadin also. Yes. Got Dagara, the Vong Prefect, the first one you see. Uh, yeah. I guess technically not. Sort of the <laughs> um, on-the-ground villain for the book. Yes. Two Shulb. Don't remember who that is. Yeah, it's one of the Belkadin people, I think. Okay, okay. Cho Bataleg. I don't Dug- know. <laughs> Dug- <laughs> Dugo Baggy. <laughs> Luther Diono, and and just so everybody knows, I only write a character on the character sheet if they show up in the story. I'm not doing yeah. any mentions, so yeah. Ben Dotty Ballo Reese, mm-hmm. Jerem Cadmere. Then you get Lando Calrissian, Kit Duran. <laughs> such a sick name, Kit. Kit oh, Duran. you're gonna love Kit Duran. You, well, right. I don't know if you, I don't know if you like him already, but. Um, yeah, I have this image of him in my head. He kind of looks like, uh, this could just be because I was playing it, but like, if you, if anybody looks up Thor from Valkyrie profile, just imagine him without the little hat thing and brown your hair. That's what he looks like. Uh, and, and longer, longer hair on me. Do you know, uh, to me, he looks like, do you know, um, who Matthew Mercer is? Yes. Yeah. He looks like, he looks like, uh, Matthew Mercer to me. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he doesn't look like buff to you, like buff Matthew Mercer, or just uh, normal uh, Matthew. Mercer? Maybe buff. I don't know. He, uh, no, I don't think. I don't think so. No. Really, in my head, he's kind of like a Chad, like a big guy, like that part where he like is talking to those um the the three solo kids. Like, yeah, I imagine him like the guy everybody like looks up to, like thinks is cool. Oh yeah, they they definitely do like the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least uh, Jason and Anakin. Or no, no, at least Anakin. I was there. Jaina Jason. likes Jaina likes him. She just yeah, like, yeah. You know, she bodied him in like the first time she saw him. So yeah, you're right. You're right. Jaina and Anakin. Yeah. Miko Reglia, um, poor guy. <laughs> just gets uh. And then we got <laughs> M- M- Mosh Mashrade, another Vong prefect. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. This character, you have to be you have to be reading to get this guy. This is a random dude in a ship during the final battle that just gets killed. Croony, he's just he's just in a. Is he a bong or, or is he a dude? No, he's a human. He, it's when uh, they're defending um Lando's planet. Um, last two, uh, Dojos Brolo, Vong, another Vong prefect, and Warshak Rojo. Don't remember who that is. <laughs> oh, sorry. Then Captain Grappa and Shunta Osarian Dra- Darg. 
Oh, okay. I'm done. <laughs> Damn, you wrote all the fucking people that <laughs> I don't remember how half the people I'm listening they're scientists or fucking random Vong. Just yes, just some random people. Yeah, Osarians maybe. Okay. Oh, uh, by the way, the name of this book, I love that the name of this book is like the pathway for the Vong into the galaxy. It's fucking beast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that does kind of work both ways. Yeah. All right. Uh, chapter one. Leia watches on as Mara is tutoring a 16-year-old Jaina Solo how to pilot the Jade Saber. They are arriving at Osarion for Leia to med- mediate talks between the uh, the Osarian and Romamul conflict and meet the religious revolutionary Gnome Anor, who Mara says is quite formidable a politician and cannot be sensed within the force. On Romamul, Gnome Anor's Romamulian followers, the Red Knights, who despise all things mechanical, steal a C9PO droid to add to their sacrifices. The Osarian, the, the Osarian meanwhile, intend to escort the J-Saber to the platform but Mara lets Jaina take control to try and avoid the escort only for a rogue Jedi worth Skitter to arrive and perform unnecessary and uncommanded heroics, My which God. pisses Leia off and leads to her uh, telling him off. Dude, um, worth Skitter, it. like, talk about a fat <laughs> like. And he's, worth Skitter, worth Skitter kind of acts as the, um, he's sort of under the Kip Duran thinking of part of the Jedi of like, we need to. We're like sort of on on a daredevil Punisher time. We're like we're we're out here enacting what's the justice sort of you know. Yeah, they're they're doing cowboy Jedi shit. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, that that was the thing I really liked. I mean, it kind of reminds me of uh, they go from being Jedi. I mean, this this is not Luke's fault necessarily that they're doing this. I mean, they're adults, you know, but like. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, they turn from Jedi into like Spectres from Mass Effect, where yes, Spectres are basically just given a blank check, do whatever you want. You could go to a planet and enforce justice literally however you want, which is kind of insane. But um, yeah, they just these Jedi nowadays they just uh, do what Worth Skitter does. You just go out and just shoot ships not knowing the entire political situation of, <laughs> yeah. like he literally killed people there was people in that ship like he just murdered them and now he's got a now they're starting this whole uh they're advancing the descent of this fucking bad civil situation yeah um, playing into playing into no Manor's hands too he, you didn't even have to do shit <laughs> yeah yeah like you just took a you just gave him free cards like he didn't have to do anything yeah. What do you um, think about uh, uh, the Jaina and Mara situation to start off with? Oh, really good. I, um, yeah, it's going to be, I could tell by the end of this story. I, I'm not going to know. I don't know at, right now who's going to be the coolest solo kid. Yeah. Like, they're all awesome. I would say they're, they're all, all three of them are awesome. Yeah. I would say at the moment, the ranking would be Anakin, Jaina, then Jason right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, Jaina's just so. I just like how she's just she's just better at piloting. Like she's just, yeah. she's just better. And they're like arguing about why she's good. And it's at the end of the day, bro. It's like I'm just built different. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm actually doing the thing y'all are arguing about why. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like why don't you go practice some more? Like exactly. Like get good. Um, I was gonna say, uh also every time you say Ramamulian, I'm probably gonna giggle a little bit. That was crazy. Like that's a what? funny name. Ramamulian. Ramamul, I like Ram- I like. I like it. It's funny. It just sounds funny. It's like yeah, 
It's like Katana Goddard. It's just fun to say. Um, I also so, like that. I also like that there's like um, already there's like a civil conflict between two these two planets that seems complicated, like within the world, you know. Oh yeah, it doesn't feel like um like there's a history. Them. We get a whole history or like a, a little bit of a history already between like it. It feels it makes the galaxy feel big, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's it makes it really daunting the fact that they're they are kind of you know the republic of this galaxy and the fact that just these two planets like this situation is that important. Mm-hmm. Like it, it yeah, it does definitely make a the world feel big and real. Um, yeah, yeah there's droid races. Though. I was just gonna say they're they're droid races. The people that live on Ramamul. They're oh, they're droid races. Is that what you said? Yeah, they 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 they're killing droids, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're droid racists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they are. Um, I, that's mostly because no manor. Yeah, and um, at this point, and... you don't really know. So no manor is kind of um, you're just thinking, oh, that's weird that you trying to live without technology in a star wars world that sounds pretty hard Not did you lie. know that did you know that no Menor was bong when you no 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 i just thought he was a guy just like trying to uh take advantage of his people by uh um putting the poor against each other kind of thing like right. control controlling poor people with like this religion thing about living without technology or whatever ah uh, okay okay all right on to chapter two mm-hmm on the scientific research colony of Exgal 4 on the planet Belkatan, Bel- 21-year-old Danny Kui looks at a dim sunset. We spend the majority of this chapter in the POV of a self-described craterite Vong, Yuzhan Vong, named Yeoman Kar, as he is disguised as a human using a device called an Ugolith Masker. He has been disguised among the scientists for months, and they've been researching extragalactic life for years. Carr finally sees an object pass through what he knows as Vector Prime, a vector from outside of the galaxy into this one. He contacts his executor to inform him with an orb-shaped thing called a villa and prays to his warrior god, Yun Yanka. He goes back to camp, puts his Uglith masker back on, and puts a teasel worm that translates all languages for them after they insert it in their ear cavity. Elsewhere on Romumul, Nomenor sits as Yeoman Carr's executor, knowing things are about to begin. Um, this chapter's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. Why is, why uh, is it bro, funny? Uh, they, well, they, first they start out about talking about how hot uh, Danny is. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, I thought that was, that was cool. And then um, they also, they introduced this uh, drug, I guess, that all the kids are using called Rill. Uh, people on Belkadin, people on Belkadin are so bored with their science jobs. They they do this yeah. thing called Rill. I don't know what it is. Is it like, is it Adderall? Is it crack? Like, is it um, liquid? is it liquor? Like, I, yeah, I just assume it's some type of. You get high or you get drunk? something. I think it's something to keep you up. Like, okay, I thought it was like Adderall. Like, I thought it was yeah, Adderall equivalent, probably. Yeah, like super coffee. Yeah, or something. Um, and also. I could tell I didn't know that Nomenor was a Vong yet because at the end of the chapter I said, Nomenor is a Vong? <laughs> On your notes? <laughs> yeah. I put an exclamation part there. Um, <laughs> there was this weird thing that they do in this chapter. I didn't understand why, but they start off, I guess maybe it's to trick you, I guess, but it just came off weird to me. But they were talking about how 
uh, what's the Yorman Car? Yorman Car. How he looks yeah. exactly like. Human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that, yeah. Did you remember it? Was it weird to you? Like, they say he's a human. Um, they describe how he looks just like them, and then yeah. it reveals that he's... Why go through all that to tell it, like, if he's in disguise? Like, that's not... I don't know. Yeah, it might just be dramatic. I think it's for drama. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, that's what, that's about... What'd you think of um, all the, um, the, the warrior god stuff? Oh, so sick, dude. Yun Yamaka, the god of war. Yun Yamka, <laughs> the god of war. Yeah, and later they pray to their other gods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the, the 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 death goddess or something goddess. Um, yeah. all their technology was cool. I think in this chapter it does introduce the Villip, which, oh my yeah. god, if this if they ever, if this ever becomes animated or anything, I think the Villip has got to be one of the grossest looking things. Oh yeah. Bellop, um, Ooglyph Maskers, the Teasorm, yeah. All, yeah, all in my head, they just look so yeah. gross. I also imagine the Ooglyph Maskers, I think it's the one that connects into your pores. Yeah, it turns into yeah. a suit, I think. Yes. And the Tizzoworm, which is the thing that I think uh, lets them learn our language. It's like a worm you put in your Yeah, it translates, it translates all language for them, yeah. And it lets you, yeah, it lets you speak their language, too, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, very, very cool stuff. All right. Chapter three, um, Jason Solo and Luke Skywalker go to a council meeting um, in which uh, Luke mainly argues with the council members uh, about the merits of a potential Jedi council to reign in the Jedi. And they uh, end up grilling Luke on the worth skitter situation on Osarion. Uh, after, afterwards, Jason and Luke argue about the morality of a more organized and bureaucratic Jedi Order. Jason mainly uh, being opposed to it and Luke being for it to, to like rein in the uh, rogue Jedi, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's that's basically the chapter. What'd you, what'd you think of kind of this is kind of Jason's introduction um, and uh, him, him and Luke already having like differing mm-hmm. views, I guess. I mean, they they kind of set up that they view the force similarly, but their yeah they do say that solutions are are different in their minds. Yeah, I I like Jason. I just feel like he's kind of just he's just kind of like up his own ass. Like he thinks like yeah. like he just he's wants very... to be by himself. It's like, dude, that's not how the world works. You can't be like this super powerful entity. Take it upon yourself to help people, and then just be like, nah, I just don't want to do what. I just don't want to do what those slimy politicians do. It's like, bro, like, yeah, he's ignoring. Is... He he's ignoring like reality, basically. Like he's yes, he's focusing only on like Me- the, meditation, the spirituality, the spirituality mm-hmm. of of the, the whole thing. And he's like, this is what really matters. This is what we should be really focused on. Yeah, he thinks he's like he thinks Luke will adding a council will contaminate the whole Jedi thing, which is saying a lot when you have a hundred Jedi flying around the galaxy doing whatever the hell they want. Like that's not already bad press enough. Yeah. And I think Jason's against that. Like Luke, like they're both against it, but like, uh, I think Luke sees that. Or, or, I mean, I, I kind of like that. Jason is like, like kind of being contrarian mm-hmm. here. Like, um, because, a lot of what he's saying is true that like making the jedi order 
making a Jedi Council that answers to the government. We've seen where that ends up, right? And yeah, this this came out before Phantom Menace, even. This is like, like the Sokovian we, Accords, bro. Yeah, but but we've seen where <laughs> it ends up, and um, yeah, it's, it's oh, say that again. I'm sorry. Wait, you said uh, this book came out before Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, and and, and but like, but but I'm saying like after obviously we've seen the movies and then like. Uh, oh, you're saying you know we know what happens when they have a council, right? Right. Yeah. Like when they're too when they're too answerable to like the government, you know? Yeah, it gets pretty bad. And you so start... I I do like like some some of Jason's point of view, where it's like, uh, this isn't what the Jedi are supposed to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And and you kind of see Luke, Luke kind of agreeing with him in certain aspects we're being like yeah i i know i i kind of agree but like there's like a whole reality that we have to face too like yeah um yeah. one thing i think thought was funny is just referring to call omas as the alderanian uh senator like yeah okay sure yeah that's sick your birthplace like people don't call us like oh the californian I guess they do say California senator, but it's just funny. Like the whole planet is destroyed, and and he's still called that. <laughs> Wouldn't he just be the senator of wherever he lives now? Oh, um, no, I think because he's isn't he representing? So is it is there like an Alderanian people? Like yeah, yeah. Okay, there's oh, you kind uh, you kind of see what I'm saying? Like I I I just don't get why. Like he's the, sure. the, oh, the planet's destroyed. Yeah, I get what you mean. I don't know. That's it's weird. Question. Yeah, that, that's one. That's, that's just a weird thing. Um, I agree with you, though. I think I, I kind of, I back what Jason's saying, because, like you said in the new movies, I mean the newer movies, we see the Jedi Council, and we've played Kotor two, so it's like, yeah, yeah. I just don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, I, I just like that they're they're starting this this, this series off with a lot of spats. A lot of yeah, a lot of argument, a lot of like disagreement, um, a lot of questions being asked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anything more on this chapter? And I'm good. All right. Whoa. Chapter four. Uh, Namanor and Shaktanaktan await Leia, Mara, and Jaina to arrive and discuss the spores that Nomanor infected Mara with, that Nomanor had been experimenting on. Mara is the only one that has been able to fight off the disease. Everyone else has died. They arrive and have their meeting, and Nomenor tries to throw Leia off by dressing like Darth Vader. Nomenor insults Leia and asks her to side with them on the Osarian issue. Leia finally leaves, um, and we cut to Luke, Jason, Han, and Anakin flying the Falcon to test it out after some repairs. Anakin has been learning to fly from his dad and messes up the ship a bit with Chewbacca, and Han gets mad at him. Then they decide to go on um, a quote-unquote vacation uh, to where uh, Lando is operating his mining system. Fucking crazy. I'm just going on vacation. Like, yeah, yeah. Papers in. They're like, uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're kind of swamped uh, yeah. with all these, this crazy shit. We, we should go on a vacation, basically. Which I thought was kind of... I, like, didn't, know I, that, like, I didn't know that's what it was. I, I um, thought they, was is, is saying a vacation kind of like an excuse? Like, they're going there because... Of a reason, I thought. No, um, I think it is kind of an excuse. I, to be honest with you, I forgot the reason because I, this whole section, I was like, I think he's just trying to get them 
<laughs> He's just trying to get the plot to start. He wants like, the plot to start. He's trying to get the plot to start, and this is the only point in the book where I was like, "Why? Why? Why are they calling the Landers again?" Like, yes, yeah, I was just like, "Why are we, <laughs> why are we going here?" And then it also, when they're there, we'll get to when they're there. It just feels like, like, are we just really chilling right now? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like, I like that one chapter where they're chilling. But <laughs> oh, so sick. Uh, yeah. Also, um, uh, how do I say this? Like, okay, so Star Wars is known for being able to do draw this line between like they have super high high tech Mm -hmm. and also very very low tech like in the same like kind of I mean kind of just like the world right I mean I guess that's that makes sense but like how are history books like how does do people everywhere does everybody know what Darth Vader looks like like I don't know like um at this point yes I'm pretty sure yeah okay because, like, the galaxy's huge, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're not broadcasting. I mean, they maybe, I don't know. I just always think it's any anytime you hear a reference to a past person in Star Wars, I'm, or like, oh, you look like this or this or whatever. And if it's not a main character who met that person they're talking about, I'm always like, how did you, how do you know what he looks like? Yeah. You know, it's always weird to me. Um, yeah, it, it, it was fucking hilarious, though. Um, that he dressed like Darth Vader? I was, yeah, I was just imagining him wearing the Vader suit. I was like, what the fuck? Did he happened? even put a mask on also? No, just the suit, I think. That's funny. Um, yeah, and yeah, he just pisses her off. And yeah, I fucking love Nomenor. He's such a fucking troll. He is um, a troll, yeah. Yeah. That whole conversation just didn't go well. He was just trolling, like, yeah, trolling them the whole time. Yeah, just pissing them off. He's like, the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, that's good. Uh, chapter five, as the scientists track the quote-unquote comet on its trajectory, the prefect Dagara and warrior Vong to Shalub. Go ahead, just sound out the syllables, bro. To Shalub or to Shalub? I think I wrote to to. No, I think you're saying it right. Fuck it. To Shulb. S H O L B. Yeah, are tracing Yeoman Car's Villa beacon on the um. Uh, on one of the Hellscar planets and make their way underwater using Uglith cloakers and star-shaped breathers, the Nulith, to make the Hellscar planet their base of operations. And uh, here at the end is where the Yamis, a.k.a. the Warp Coordinator, is introduced. Uh, yeah. I think, this is chapter, I think this chapter is called the Warp Coordinator. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, basically just uh, if they haven't if if the book hasn't driven it hard enough at this point already, the Vong and all their living stuff is basically just like a big middle finger, like writing wise to like the entire Jedi force thing to me. Like, yeah, the, the Jedi are all about like, we're one with the living force and all this stuff. But like we see in every story, they're always divided. Um, they don't listen to each other, um, all this kind of miscommunication and stuff. But the Vong are like these, they literally are one with their nature. Like they use organisms like as weapons, like they use them to do everything that, you know, they do. They all listen to each other. Like there is no uh, like they don't there's there's no like cockiness. There's no like Anakin's out there, you know, in the Vong. Yeah. <laughs> and this and this war coordinator is basically just a I'm not I don't want to say just it's awesome it's not like a just thing it's it's 
Yeah. It's basically a person that does battle meditation, uh, like the force power battle meditation, but for the bong. It's like, and it's not even a person. It's a, it's a thing. It's a, yeah, it's a tentacle monster. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just imagine like a, a bulb or something. Like, oh, that's cool. You, I don't probably, know. I don't know what else, like a glowing bulb, like a, you want to know what I think it looks like or what, what? it reminds me of? What? You ever, you ever played Halo? Um, you know, yeah, I played some of them. Um, the flood, the thing called the grave mine, where it's oh, okay. Let me, uh, it's let me... just like the it's like the thing that controls. Like a grave mine is just like a giant mind thing, basically like the war coordinator. It's like got a bunch of technic tentacles and all this stuff. It looks gross. I just imagine something along those lines. Let me see. I'm I'm looking. Oh, are you looking it up? Oh, yeah. the, grave the war. Okay. The grave mine. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It's got yeah. You imagine it's got like a mouth and stuff. Um, yeah, I imagine the mouth. Does he have tentacles? Yeah, yeah, he's got tentacles. Yeah, got tentacles too. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so war coordinator, really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's what exactly what I thought too. Like battle meditation, basically, they have, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, it, I, I love the Vong, dude. They're so cool. Yeah, they are. <clears throat> All right. Uh, chapter six Jaina, Mara, and Leia make their way back to Coruscant, and we get some uh, Leia being jealous of Mara and Jaina's relationship and the trust that Mara puts in her daughter. Leia hears Mara crying and comforts her. Mara says she wants to have children, but this disease will prevent her. On Coruscant, the two groups meet up and inform each other of their incidents. Jason and Anakin argue over what a Jedi should be. Anakin believes the Force is a tool for justice while Jason believes it's a way to look inside oneself. They duel, and Jason beats him. Uh, and then they all start their way to Lando's mining planet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that is a really cool scene. I, I, I put took the quote from it to uh, their argument. You keep thinking of it as a tool, a weapon in your war against everything you see as bad, but that is such a limiting philosophy. Uh, Jason's kind of obsessed. Um, it is a weapon, Anakin replied slowly. A powerful weapon and a great responsibility. Um, I just thought that was really cool. Like, uh, yeah, like Anakin kind of treats the Force as like, like in a pretty realistic way. Like to him, it's like we're lucky to have this. Like we're, it's a gift that the universe gave to us. You know, like we can have this power to help people, kind of thing. Yeah. And if you look at it from a certain way, uh, Jason actually his philosophy kind of just so- actually sounds more selfish yes than than anakin's like anakin is younger but it his argument kind of makes sense to me like jason sees it as a path to truth um mm-hmm. which kind of can probably uh keep you um in a in a in a state of mind where like you're always you know kind of moving up like you always think you can always you can never reach the full truth but you could keep trying so that kind of gives him like a little bit of kind of superiority kind of complex. But for Anakin, it's like the way he thinks it, it kind of sounds like to him, the force is like heavy on his shoulders, you know, like, like if you think it's like this gift, like, all right, don't glorify it too much, dude, because like, you're just going to keep getting more frustrated with yourself. Like whenever you mess up, you know, like, so there's something between them that they both make good points, but yeah. I, I love their argument. Um, I remember the first time reading it being like, I'm like, this is, yeah, this is really what I, what I wanted out of a story with Jedi in it is like Jedi are like arguing over what they think their 
their like support the forces really you know mm-hmm. or like what, yes. what how they should use it and like kind of like force philosophy bullshit you know like yeah like that's that. what we that's what we want bro that's what we want yeah exactly um and um oh yeah yeah and uh what do you what do you uh what you what you make of like Mara and Leia like they're, they're... I was surprised I mean I know we did that whole episode about the the books or uh, those Thrawn books but I didn't know that they were so close like sisters basically like yeah kind of awesome i like that yeah i I, yeah i mean in my head it it kind of developed over time like i think well mara was there she she was there for like the solo twins kind of birth you know like oh yeah you're right she helped she helped leia but that was that was before like mara and luke's relationship kicked off and towards the end of the the theron duology okay yeah um i imagine since between the theron duology and this like um they kind of grew closer oh so it kind of happens off screen i well no i there's like I, i'm i'm sure there's like um, some book it's like uh there's i'm trying to remember what it's called there's the comic where mara and luke get married in but I, they get no, married they, in I, a I, comic I, I think i'm pretty sure it gets i'm pretty sure it happens off screen like um there's yeah there's not many books that take place between those time. between those okay. years yeah what about the shadow of mindor uh <laughs> matthew silver I, I don't know why i said that i it, it just has a cool name i just wanted shadow to say of mindor it. shadow of mindor actually takes place right after uh endor uh not endor yeah endor uh return oh wow of the, return of the jedi, return of the jedi. yeah okay yeah, like, it like takes place right after that oh uh, yeah shadow of mindor crazy book um anything else on this chapter no, Mara. Mara wants to have children, but she can't. Oh yeah, that thing was. That thing is really sad. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, what do you What do you make about the disease? I, I didn't ask you. That. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I just wanted to say, um, both of them. I think, uh, Leia says that they're both past forty years old. Mm, okay. Okay. Just to clarify, um, the disease oh, okay. is they're crazy. 40, when I'm pretty sure they're forty-one, Luke and Leia. Okay. Yeah. Because they'd be the same age, right? Yeah. Oh, you're you're right. Wait. They were 19 in... Oh, no, because then that's after. When does the Battle of Endor, Return of the Jedi... He's 18 oh. in uh, zero, zero, uh Yeah, he, he'd be 18 in, right before he blows up the... Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, what? Like, 18 plus 25? That's... Yeah, I would say 25, yeah. yeah. What did you say? 43. Okay, yeah, that sounds perfect. That's exactly the age I was kind of imagining. Yeah, okay. And uh, is Mara older than them? Same age as them? Or? Um, I don't remember. I don't I like remember. to imagine she's older than him for some reason. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's better that way. Um, The disease, though, Yeah. that's uh, tough. When did that even happen? When did she get that? Um, So it happens technically. Uh, I mean, we're they develop it for the series but it's oh. supposed to have happened in the crimson empire okay um, did you read that i i read it a long time ago <laughs> okay and no no Manor is in it but um he's like disguised still so they don't even know what oh, okay cool so there's no mention of vong anyway no, is no. it was him was him being a a vong a retcon then um kind of? yeah, kind of. yeah wow that's crazy yeah 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 
this this has got some man, this has got some good writers in it. This is kind of sick. Um, yeah. the disease though, the disease. A, um, I don't know if we covered sucks. it. But there's there's a whole story bible they developed for this thing. Oh wow, I wouldn't even yeah. put it past them. So when they wrote this, they already knew everything. This book, this book is where Chewbacca dies. This book is where this happens. Um, is there a document that we could read? Is it, can we read it? Um, there is a like a at the end of book nineteen. There's like a roundtable interview where they talk about it. Wow. And I read I read some of it to you guys, but it was like very little bit because a lot of it has spoiler stuff in it. So oh, of course, yeah. So okay, we um, can read it. We can read it at the end of after Unifying Force eventually. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, disease kind of got her on that. Uh, you know that Tony Stark mm, shrapnel kind of beat. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and then it gets. I have my suspicions about it. Um, how it she feels it more when she gets closer to the Vong kind of thing. Yes. Anyway, yeah, that's about it. All right. Chapter 7. Some of the scientists, led by Danny Kui, take off for Hellscar 4 to inspect the meteor. Danny asks the omen to volunteer, but he refuses and, quote-unquote, fixes their ride so that their communications are fucked up. They take off, and Garth and Yeoman climb the tower to fix the communicator. Yeoman Carr pushes Garth off and the scientists spot a storm heading for Exgal, but decide to continue onwards. On Romamul, Nomenor tricks uh, Okdul into a fake peace treaty and destroys Osarian Prime with the excuse that the Osarians killed his ministers, the ministers he killed himself in order to sow chaos within the New Republic so that the Vong warships can make their way in secretly as they're too busy dealing with uh, civil war. Hmm. Yeah, I fucking love the ending of this chapter because I was like, I completely forgot about Nomenor doing all this like back bu- this bullshit just machinations. New Republic. Yeah, yeah. Also, the uh, the other Vong god that they refer to is uh, Yun Harla, the cloaked goddess. Yes, Yun Harla. Yes, awesome. Um. Uh. Yeah, I think this is the one where Yeoman Carr says that Danny is worthy. Um, like she, they would try to convert her. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's oh, he, kind of he, cool. He's talking to, um, communicating with D- Dagara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, also, the end of the book it reveals that she's blonde. I thought she was red haired the whole time. Sorry, no, she, she's so, like the whole book. Yeah, she's very blonde. Very um, blonde. Yeah. And um, da, 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 yeah, about like. I think I mentioned like the Vong kind of being like a twist on the Jedi kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think this is actually the chapter where I first thought of that. Um, probably because of the, just their, I don't know, just their, just their whole thing about uh, accepting death, um, mm-hmm. okay. which is a very famous line from uh, Revenge of the Sith where Yoda's sailing Anakin, like, don't be sad when your, your friends die. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have to get into all that. Okay, um, it's just it's just interesting how they uh they treat it like they're gonna kill all these people, but uh he thinks Danny's worthy of a like honorable death, and that's just cool. It's just a cool idea. Like they're not scared of death. That's probably why they all have like such a strong like uh chain of commands. Like they know they know nobody ever just goes out tries to do their own thing. Yeah, probably because they all just know what they actually want to die. I mean, kind of like, 
Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they worship pain and death and yes, yes, that kind of stuff. Like he's, they're kind of like uh that thing almost Vikingish um, kind of Vikingish. Uh, I was thinking um uh Nicholas Holt from from freaking Mad Max Fury Road. Like those, uh-huh. yeah. They just want to die honorably. Like yeah, yeah. Cool stuff. Chapter eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke talks to Jason about his argument with Anakin, and um, they talk about the use of the Force and the Jedi once more. Leia worries over Mara's disease, and Mara reassures her. And Han meets with a smuggler regarding Lando's ongoing business ventures as a smuggler tells Han that Kip Duran and the rogue Jedi dealing out justice against the smugglers of the Outer Rim. So yeah, this is where we get uh, the kind Kip? of Kip, a little bit more information on Kip Duran and his, his band of fucking merry Jedi. Sort his, of. his band of no-named Jedi that... Yeah. <laughs> This band of nobody they get the, fucking murdered yeah the episode. most the most famous the most famous starfleet that nobody knows the yeah. name of any character yeah um but at least he's cool though yeah, yeah this place is awesome uh what's this plan called the uh, dresselian they haven't, they haven't uh gone there yet oh, their, their oh shit what are we doing he, um, they're just on their way there, and Han's trying to get information from a smuggler about Lando, basically. It's a very short chapter. Oh, how did we hear? Oh, what? So, this is when Kip Duran just gets mentioned. Yes. Okay, uh, my bad. Uh, yeah. My yeah. Bad. Uh, the smuggler that Han's talking to talks about Kip also. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. And then we get Luke kind of, um, Luke and Jason having another conversation. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a thing where they, uh, someone, it's either one of his kids or Leia mentions that Han has this thing called the stare. They put it in quotation marks. <laughs> I was like, oh God. Um, I, it did, it, it was pretty funny. I, I didn't cringe, so it was, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good baseline. I didn't cringe. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it for me. All right. This chap, uh, chapter nine, mm-hmm. um, uh, it sort of has, this chapter has like, um, uh, this is like I think the most alien alien esque vibe for the book for me, mm-hmm. um, or at least one of them. Um, as uh, two different group point of views, the first is the team back on Belkadan uh, researching this new storm, which turns out to be uh, a kind of a plague transforming the Earth. Okay, the transformation set out by Yeoman Carr that he kind of references at the beginning of the book, uh, talking about like. Um, uh, we kind of get inner thoughts, Yoman Car's inner thoughts about like he's like, Oh, Danny Kui, you will see like this fucking sun isn't actually being blacked out or whatever the fuck he said. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's actually because he set, he set this transformation out, and uh, uh, the rest of the team researching the storm ends up dying from the spores, uh, from the transformation, and one team member en- ends up making it back to um. Uh, uh, due, due to the sacrifice of um, I forgot her name already but she sacrifices herself for him to get the information back to the the rest of the people the rest of the scientists but is killed uh, quote unquote honorably by Yeoman Carr elsewhere Danny's team makes contact with the comet which they find out to be an alien vessel that communicates and threatens them Degara tells them to come aboard and they refuse so the rest of Danny's team are captured and killed while Danny is taken prisoner by request of Carr and is injected with something in her spores. Um, then the Yuzhan Vong speak of beginnings and endings. 
Um, yeah, so like basically everyone gets fucking everyone on most of the people on Belkadon gets fucking murked. Yeah, by the yeah, way. yeah. Um, that was a good chapter. Uh, there's a quote that I liked. Uh, wait, uh, is this chapter nine or, or ten? My bad. This is nine. Oh, my bad. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, that whole thing about them thinking it's a comet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like that part of it too. Like, I like stories that start with um, just people just doing a job, like some type of observation job, and yeah. they notice something, and it kind of is like the first thing to happen for a long time, and it, it gets everybody's attention. Like that kind of, I like that kind of story start to things. Um, yeah, I don't have how'd much you, on this chapter though. The, how'd you feel the uh, kind of the um. What, what did you feel about the transformation? Because I know you had gotten spoiled a little bit. <laughs> oh, transformation. Um, on some transformation stuff. But this is like them transforming the planet kind of to... Oh, the terraforming something. thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Terraforming, yeah. Yes. Um, okay. I was going to say this for like when we're... A chapter when we're more inside of their planet. But how you were talking about the atmosphere and the vibe you get. I, I do. I also liked it. Like very yeah. alien, very gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to imagine the inside of a Vong ship looks a little bit like HR uh, Geiger type shit. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Either that. I was thinking more like if you've seen uh, movies like Fire in the Sky or oh, Nope. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Super gross, like <laughs> things that look stuff that looks like skin, you know, like stuff yeah. like that. Um, but I was gonna say about the atmosphere, the uh, Vong, I feel like what's this guy Salvador that wrote this book? Uh, yeah, R. A. Salvatore. R. A. Salvatore, Ooh, even cooler. Um, it just it kind of felt like sacrificed a little bit of structure of the the Vong terraforming thing for like the vibes because it's like very weird. Like, where is anything? Like, I never understood where anybody was at. Like, they jump underwater and then they're looking at stuff from like miles away. Like are they, is the ship inside the planet? Like, is it just floating underwater? Like I, I never got it. Oh, then are, you get... are you talking about Hellstar, the Hellstar stuff? Yeah. The fourth planet from uh, Hellstar four. Oh, cause we're on Belkadan right now. Oh, you're oh, right. Oh, are you, right. are you talking about when, when you're talking about the second half when um, Danny gets taken by the Yes. Yeah. Maybe I, oh. yeah, I think I spoke too soon. I'll, I'll go back to that. Then. No, no, no. Well, that's this chapter. I mean, um, Okay, because uh, I get what you mean. Because uh, so, Hellstar Four, the way I understood it was, uh, they they broke through the the surface, like it's like an ice surface. Okay, and then there's like freezing water underneath, and they broke through the surface. They go underwater towards the core where they set up the. Oh, um, they're in the Yamisk. core of the planet. They're in the core of the planet, or towards the core of the planet, where they set up the Yamisk, the war coordinator. Okay. And then they make their base near the war co- coordinator. Okay. Um, and they kind of, so that's why whenever they go to Hellscar, they have to like make their way underwater um, to their base. I see. So is it like, is there any non, like when they're inside their base in the core of the ship, it yes. are they, are they still underwater? They're inside? still, they're still underwater, but they're, they're, they're in the base. They're inside the base. 
Okay, so the ship is underwater, but inside their ship, it's not water in the ship. They, right? No, but they but to get to get into the ship, you have to climb out of water. You know what I mean? Like okay, yes, I get you. Because yeah. I was just I was so confused because I was like imagining <laughs> some Point scenes from later. Yes, like where where there's like basically a a church session with the Vong. I'm and, like, am I supposed to imagine this whole scene is underwater? Like, and then Jason Jason climbs up out, out of the water. Yeah, he yeah. climbs out of the water into their little dungeon thing. Like, yeah, it, it all just was weird to me. I was like, I don't really understand what anything is. Yes, yeah. When, when it comes to stuff being underwater, I get pretty lost. Oh, no, God. yeah, they're they're towards the towards the core of the planet, so they're under, okay. They're deep underwater. Yeah. Is all of the ocean frozen? Oh no, because that's where the water comes from. Okay, yeah. so just the layer, the top layer. And is frozen. Yeah, and that, and that's why he has to put on the um, they have to put on their Uglis, uh cloakers. Okay. Yeah, so they can okay, gotcha, gotcha. survive survive in the ice ice water. Crazy, crazy uh, technology they have. Yeah, yeah. Um, chapter ten. Mm-hmm. Luke and Leia's group make it to, um, oh, what's this planet called? Uh, sorry, I, I wrote. I wrote Lando's Folly, but that's the um, course that they're on. I wrote the planets down. There's it, This is either Dubrillion or Destrillion. Dubrillion, okay. Dubrillion. Lando, Lando, Lando's mining planet is mainly on Dubrillion, Destrillion is the twin planet, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. Thank you. I wrote Lando's Folly, but that's the, that's the name of the, yeah, the race track or whatever. Yeah, they make the it Grand Prix. to Dubrillion. The Dubrillion Grand Prix. The Dubrillion Grand Prix. Grand Prix. And, uh, <laughs> Lando's mining operation as he greets them and shows them around the place. Mara is testing uh, Jaina, and Jaina, Jason, and Anakin fly the racetrack Lando's Folly, set up by Lando. Uh, Kip Duran holds the current record. Anakin beats out Jason, and Jaina proceeds to set the new record of the track in front of everyone there. Elsewhere, Luke takes note that he has to speak to Kip later. And this chapter is the, the uh, slice of life sort of chapter. Yeah, yeah, it is. Just <laughs> like sibling there. competition and beating records. Yeah, they get there and we're like, okay, what's what's up with Lando? And it's like, we're about to do like racing. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I thought they were going here because they were suspecting that. Because the last chapter kind of sets up. I, I thought Lando was doing like shady war crime shit. Like... Uh, I think he's kind of, it's kind of implied that he's, he he's is like doing, a, he's a hustler. He kind of, he kind he of always has, up, he always has a hustle going on. Yeah. He's like, he sets up these businesses and then it's like, I'm kind of doing some dirty shit on the side, but yeah, know, whatever makes the idea is always that no matter what, whenever he does a business, even if it loses, he keeps some of the good parts of it. That's what I imagine his character after reading this book, like say he had like, yeah, I mean the whole plot at the end of the book. The reason they win is because of him. So yeah, and every time, every time they go to Lando for in any of the books, uh-huh. like not even NJO, just all the fucking Star Wars books, he's always fucking has some sort of new fucking technology or something. Yes, yeah, he's and always they're just... always like they're okay. always like, uh, this shit's on the side. It doesn't really matter. We're just here for your help, Lando. And then it always ends up working out to where his shit ends up being really useful. Like yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like him. He's a cool, he's a swell guy sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I also like that whenever they um ask him uh, for help, he's he tries to act like, no, I, I have some other stuff I need to be doing. <laughs> he's like, nah, bro, you're, you're going. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I didn't mention it, but in the Thrawn duology, I think they go, uh, Han shows up and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like uh, what? 
and he's like what i'm just saying hi and he's like bro shut up you're not here to say hi like dude yeah and then, and then his wife is there and then his wife's like go, go on type shit and he's like, go on he's like oh my god um, um this yeah. this line was funny to me uh because it says mara says oh because they're uh everybody's uh entered like um greeting lando or whatever lando's greeting everybody he hugs mara he says not many people dare to hug me mara remarked that leaves more <laughs> that means that leaves more of you for me than lando returned with a burst of laughter and i love that line because it's like i can't tell if mara's being serious or not <laughs> like it's it's like a dry humor it's like i can't yeah. tell if you really mean nobody usually dares to hug you or like but if you do then it's funnier like <laughs> yeah you're being serious um jana jana's awesome yeah jana jana's fucking cool um what, what made them take this okay like you said this is slice of life mm-hmm. there was parts of the race where i felt like they're taking it very seriously like competitive yeah it's true um, fe- it just felt like awesome like the writing i was like i felt like i was at the climax of a book with this racing <laughs> like yeah um chapter 11 oh, oh also um it says that lando has more of a twinkle in his eye than a sparkle i don't really know what that means but the book said it so <laughs> <laughs> it said that you know what that I, means bro you know what that means okay no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Uh, chapter 11. Back on Belkadan, Yeoman Carr finishes off his victims with an axe. Elsewhere, Nomenor plots his fake death and escape from Rumamul, making himself a martyr to the Rumamulian people and stirring the conflict to be on the breaking point. He contacts Gara and they devise a plan. Yo- <laughs> this is awesome. Yogan's core. The strategy to destroy Serpadal with Dobin basils that pull the moon to the core of the planet. And we get some uh, information on a uniting civil war in Yuzhan Vong history. Um, yeah, and that's basically this chapter. I but... love that lore, dude. The Krem, yes. the Krem Levian Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Won by Yo Gand. Yeah. <laughs> so Krem Levian. Uh, awesome. You know, they, oh, yeah. you know, they looked up some Russian shit. Yes, like, they Russian did. Shit, and they were like, let's just put this. They in. probably just based the entire conflict on some like real history stuff or something <laughs> uh somebody says oh Nom is talking to akadul and he mentions the <laughs> sending someone to the tar pits of Alurian. <laughs> oh he says to the tar pits of Alurian with you just the, like another way of a star wars way of saying fuck off kind of thing yeah. like <laughs> yeah. that was funny that, that made me laugh um uh, also the dobin basis you think this is where people got the concept of uh, Darth Bane pulling the moon to the planet. <laughs> Why? By people saying weird stuff like people, people reading that, people conflating this with the Darth Bane book for some reason. Oh yeah, with the moon fall. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that might be something. It's like, nah, also... it was the Dovin Basil's bro, the Darth Bane. Come on, is this the ch- chapter eleven? Right. Yes. This is the chapter where um okay yeah you said fake his death and the the nukes get launched right. Yeah, he, he launches. He said launch the nuclear put in the nuclear codes i'm out of here yeah um this is another chapter i was very confused on my setting and surroundings like Mm. i didn't i did not understand space at all like what is akdul and the things they were saying like is akdul trying to protect nomenor like 
what was the thing he was saying? Because he said something to him that made him say to the tar pits of Illyrian with you. But the whole chapter, you know, that like whatever Nomenor says is kind of bullshit. I mean, he's fun. Yeah, Nomenor was lying. He he was pretending that uh, to make peace with Ocul. And then okay. he he um uses the death that he uses the deaths of his uh, ministers that he himself committed in order to uh, he's like, oh, y'all killed my people. Okay. You know, he, he killed them and he's like uh, he used that as an excuse to launch all his fucking nukes and shit. And okay. he's like and then he fucking leaves and so he's like on his spaceship and shit and that's when Octo's so, like, What the fuck, bro? And Nomenor's like like, fuck you, bitch, and then he's like, I'm out of here and then he pretends he pretends that to uh, blow up. He pretends to blow up, yeah. So uh, like So they're in two shit they're in two separate ships then, right? Communicating with each other? Um, when, they're, when they're talking, like I'm not, I'm not, sh- I don't remember where Octal is specifically, but yeah, I, that's 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 where I, I don't know why I was so hung up on that. I just was like, I I just don't know what's happening. Yeah, I think he might be on a ship somewhere towards, and with, then uh, and then nukes get launched. At, okay, yeah, um, and then but, nukes get launched. I was kind of like, what is going on? Yeah, and I think Nomenor is pretending to be on one of the ships, and he uh, they blow up the fake ship that he's on or the ship that he's pretend on and then he's like uh, like he's he goes back with his homie what's his name Hawk, t- oh tim tim skiotin or something yeah it's italian tiki kiotin yeah whatever tiki talking him yeah and he's like uh all right let's get the fuck out of here type shit okay um yeah and and then he's like he's like oh yeah the roman people like they see you as a martyr now they're gonna fucking never stop fighting the Osarians, and he's like, "Good, good, type shit." Like, yeah, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Nomenor is kind of funny. I kind of like his style. Honestly. He's awesome. He's so yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, and then Yogan, Yogan score, bro. I'll pull my Yogan score. Yogan, damn. All right, chapter twelve. We get to meet Kip. Oh, by the way, what? Sorry, I I didn't mean to jump the gun, but uh. Uh, the end when they talk about the uh, uniting civil war, they mention um, they mention the uh, they kind of briefly mention a reason why they had to leave their galaxy, right? Oh, there's a reason. There's um, there's like some line that I rem- I remember reading. Is this gonna be like, some Hunter X Hunter shit where you find out that like the Vong are like the weakest people in the galaxy? No, <laughs> like the no, the, no, the chimera no, no, ants no. are like the weakest <laughs> thing. From the they're they're really C tier Vong. There's like S tier. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Vong. No, it's not like that. Um, okay. The, uh, it was a line that was basically. I I don't want to like go too much into because I'm not sure. Oh no, I want to no say the line because I I'm wondering if it's something I was thinking about. Um, it was basically like uh, we were forced to um. Like there was a uniting civil war, and we were forced oh. to leave, um, uh, our like we were forsaken from our planet or something like that. What that was in this book? I'm pretty sure. Um, something like that. Anyways, that's crazy. They, they okay. said they were. They, there's a reason why they left, right? So okay. Um. Yeah, and then um, the, the, the chapter twelve, uh, we get to meet Kit Duron as he says hello to the solo kids. And he and Jason argue about the role of the Jedi. Like, Jason likes to argue with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking brat. Uh, the, kid, the kids bicker a bit, and Lando convinces Han and Chewie to take a, take a stab at the two-seater competition. They do. Yo, that, 
Oh my god, so good. <laughs> they do, and after some comedy, lose signal and shields in the asteroid belt. Luke goes after them. <laughs> Dude, this was yo, there there's something that they're doing. I didn't read the Thrawn books, but there's something that this guy is just getting right about some of their their scenes in this book that are cut just like a movie. Like in this in this chapter, it has the part. There's this part where, like, uh, yeah, they do the two seater competition, right? And it's Han and Chewie, and everybody's watching them, and they're doing this like this insane piloting <laughs> through this asteroid belt, and then it cuts to like, uh, oh no 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 no. The first the first cut that's like a movie is this part where basically they're trying to convince Han to do it, and yeah. you know they go for his pride. They're like, yeah, like he probably wouldn't be able to. Lando's like, you probably couldn't really do anything anyway. I mean, and then um, it says, so it goes, uh, yeah, yeah, Han admitted. He looked around at the others to see them all staring at him, all smiling. What? He asked innocently. Those smiles were even wider when Lando's crew worked to squeeze Han and the giant Chewie into the twin shock couches <laughs> of the TIE bomber. Like, it just cuts to them it, in words, like a sentence yeah. of it just movie cuts to them just being put into it. Like, I was laughing. And then they're doing like this crazy flying and then it cuts the inside of the cockpit and they're just like, they don't even have the controls, right? It's just complete madness. Yeah. Oh my God. That was funny. And they're um, like, hey, yeah, they're like, uh, damn, how the, like Luke's like, no way. And then, yeah, and no then way. oh no, no. Somebody said, no, no, uh, no way they, they're able to fucking do that. And then like Han, like they Han like fucks up and they, they like accidentally hit a lever with their shoulder or something. <laughs> and it like does this insane fucking, Eight eight forty fucking maneuver something three sixty no scope and like, they're like what the fuck and then they're yeah. like uh how'd you do that I'm like are you okay and Han's like yeah never better type shit like, yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um also uh dude Kip is just a you can't tell me this guy is not a Chad dude he has opera music Blair whenever he sets off on his ship I'm not I'm not gonna tell you I'm not gonna tell you that's a picture can tell me he's a beast off, right? I, I I just feel like you know they they better do him right I mean. What? I don't know if he dies. What? I don't, I'm just saying I don't I don't know if he dies in the story or not, but it better oh, be cool okay. if he does die. Gotcha. Just saying. Um, yeah. I think I think you'll you'll uh, fall. On, I think you'll end up being one of your favorite characters. Because a long time ago, when you were first reading this, I remember you said something like, uh, "Um, you know, when we were first starting our our Henry Cavill obsession." Oh yeah. And, and you said that there was one character that you're like. Yeah, if I made this movie, I don't think it's I don't think it's Kip because I don't even imagine him like that. But I'm wondering who you you were saying that about. I think I feel like it's a person I haven't seen yet. We'll meet him. We'll meet him soon. Damn, that's crazy. I'll I'll just say the top, like the top, like like seven to ten Jedi, like that in 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 this in the NJO is like. Like, there's never been a better lineup of Jedi, in my opinion. Like, damn, like, it's like it's a deep roster. Like, you, you'll have a like, deep roster, bro. Mother- they got bench support or what? Motherfuckers love like the prequel Jedi just because, like, that's they're the, the most, they're the most famous famous ones. Yeah, but like, movies. but like, this, there ain't a deeper roster. I'm just saying. Like, uh, and also, I'm not gonna lie. This is um, uh, when we first started this, I'm this podcast. I mentioned I wasn't really into, uh. The new uh, Repu- oh, what is that? The new Republic. Uh, what are those book? High Republic. High Republic. High Republic. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've been watching some uh, some Star Wars power scaling YouTube, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, some of the Jedi and the High Republic sound kind of kind of nice. I'm not gonna oh, lie, yeah, getting kind of interested. Um, yeah, but yeah, I hear anyway. the High Republic stuff actually gets pretty good. Yeah, and then I saw a giant spoiler for uh, Fallen Order. So, I'm oh, sorry, sorry, Survivor. Oh, Jedi Survivor. Okay. Yeah, not that I cared, but I mean, I saw it and it looked cool. So, yeah. Um, chapter thirteen. Yeah. Kip and his Avengers are checking out the outer rim and find a distress signal from Belkadan. He follows that line of inquiry to the Halska system and elite and heads out there. Once there, Kip's Avengers are all destroyed by Vong ships, and Kip is the only escapee and flees for help. Meanwhile, flees for help. Meanwhile, Luke rescues Han. Lando asks Han to go to Serpentor for a business deal, and Han agrees due to needing some political help from Lando. Lando also asks Luke and Mara to go to Belkaden. Kip asks for help right after. Uh, I don't think he asks for help actually. Um, they oh no, they get a, they get like a distress signal from Kip. I'm pretty sure, and they all they all head off kind of towards their like separate. separate this is this is basically this is basically like that chapter in game the first Game of Thrones where. All the characters are together, and then they all leave. Yeah, they all, like, they're all like go go towards their own routes, their own yeah. thing, and some people are not going to make it back, kind of shit. I will say there, there's like, um, I think it's like, why the fuck, like, the reason, the reasoning of Lando needing Luke and Mara to go to, uh, to go to, uh, what is it, Belkadan? Belkadan. Don't even get me started on this, dude. I didn't understand it. I was yeah. Like, what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Okay. All right, sorry, why does Lando? Need, why does Lando interested in Belkatan for it? Like, dude. No. 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 That's. Wait. Does he send them there? Um. It says. Casual. Uh, Lando asks Han to and then Lando also asks Luke and Mara to go to Belkatan. I was like, why? Why is he? Yeah, is that's he what at? I put. I put. Wait, Lando as as Lando's technician got a message from. No, isn't this? Isn't this the same chapter where not only okay, this is the same chapter where they get the message from Kip from Belkin. It's like a distract it was like a distress signal, but they got it after they get his distress signal like at the end, after he already asked Luke and Mara to go to Belkadan. So I was like, Well Wait, so he tells them to go to Belkadan and then he also And then was Kip, Kip and then, there, Kip, then and then Kip's signal comes in after. I was like Wait, are you sure they he didn't tell Kip to go to doesn't he give them a choice? Doesn't he say, "Do you want to go to Serpentall or you want to go to Belkadin or something?" And then Luke, because uh, oh, he have, but there's not, there's nothing on Belkadin except for science people, like the the. This it was a weird, yeah. Why was Kip Duran at Belkadin? If the reason that well, they Kip, go to Kip what? check it out because they find a distress signal out there. So there's there's a distress signal that he gets, and then they yeah because they're kipping kipping his wait Avengers... no he finds the distress signal himself right nothing yeah, to do with Lando because they're, okay. they're in the outer rim looking for yeah. shit to do yeah okay that that was weird so the thing that was weird to me about the message is this the same chapter that they do it I hmm. there is something there's a message that somebody gets from Kip um and I didn't understand it because I'm like why are they why are Mara and Luke casually just strolling into Belkid and like didn't Kip's message have some type of like distress in it like you got a message you know it's from Kip what did it say 
Like, they don't know anything about the situation at all. It was just confusing to me. Like, what? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very well. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, it's Kip Duron. That's all they say. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Like, did he leave a message or was it? Yeah, did he, did he, or did and, he do that thing where, like, and they're just like, oh. Ringing and then, like, you don't leave a voicemail? Like, what I, yeah. what I, what I, yeah, I, I didn't really mind that as much as just like, why is he, why are Luke and Mara going there? Like, for, yes, like, what, exactly. does Lando, what does Lando want from Belkadam? Like, I didn't understand it, but. Um, it's very weird. And also, uh, I wanted to point out, um, this after those crazy maneuvers that uh, Han and Chewie were doing um, in the last chapter, hmm. uh, they do get their wing gets clipped and their communication turns off while they're in their, this is like the racetrack. I mean, the asteroid belt racetrack. Yeah. And, um, they don't know what happened to them and their communications down. Luke goes they're, all, out to, they're all worried. Right? They're all worried. And then you find out that they somehow landed on a moving asteroid. Like, <laughs> and you're just like, they just did the craziest thing of all time. Like that, that, that is good writing because that is basically power scaling. If, <laughs> if, if you know what I mean? Like, so the best way to do a thing, right. Cause now that Luke, or sorry, now that Han Solo has kids, and they're all great pilots, right? Mm-hmm. How do you keep how do you keep making Han Solo seem like he's still special at this thing that it's his like kids can probably yeah his luck, you, his luck stats are just all the way up That's off the charts, dude. <laughs> like his thing gets destroyed, and then and then I think there's a part where Lando tries to explain how they did it to make it seem like less impressive. Yeah. I just think that Lando's bullshitting. I don't think anybody knows how they did it. Oh, I think all the old motherfuckers are always bullshitting. Like Exactly, <laughs> dude. They're like uh they're like the uh the boomers of power scaling. Like <laughs> just like ultimate hating, just hating on everybody. Also it's good writing because um these two uh these like two chapters with Han mm-hmm. and Chewie are like it's like oh Han and Chewie have plot armor, and it sets up that they have oh, plot yeah. armor. And then later on, you're like, "Oh, they have plot armor," and then it's like, "Nah, he dead." Like, <laughs> yeah, nah, it's just over. Yeah. So I, uh, I why you got to remind me of that shit? Yeah, it's good writing on that in that on that sense too, because and then, and then um, earlier on, like we get we get also like a, a good amount of Chewie moments that we usually don't get in Star Wars books, and it's mm-hmm. I think it's like very clearly on purpose. Oh yeah, I love the um, I love oh man. I love him and Anakin and any scene that they're in in this book where like yeah. it's like he's like his second dad like he's just like he's like his uncle yeah yeah dude oh yeah duh that's what an uncle is um yeah Anakin that that brought out what I probably like about Anakin the most like he seems like he's well we'll get to it um I did want to point out one more thing uh Kip Duran put his apprentice in his super special uh cowboy squad or whatever mm-hmm. i feel like that's got to be some kind of jedi violation like you can't <laughs> you can't just put your apprentice in your biker gang like is that allowed hey that's why uh, anything's <laughs> allowed bro <laughs> anything's anything goes it's crazy like yeah luke is probably just yeah he's probably already sick of their shit it's crazy it definitely is um chapter 14 i put longest chapter so far i think damn um, really i think it was I, th- uh, I think I stopped. I usually like to get to the end of the chapter. I think I went to bed. So oh, I was still reading the middle of this one. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty long chapter. A lot happens. Um, Kip makes his escape and uh, barely is able to head his ship towards Cernfadal. Wait, and- he makes his escape in this chapter? 
Yes. Uh, well, he makes his escape last chapter. Oh. Uh, and this chapter. He goes into hyperspace. He goes into hyperspace. This chapter, he escapes hyperspace. And, like, okay. the creatures are, like, follow him. Oh, yeah. hyperspace. My mind was trailing. Attack him. And then so he, like, fucking, like, manages to escape from those creatures. Okay. He's, he's like, able to. Like, his ship is so fucked up at this point. He's, like, barely able to head Dude, towards Dude, while him. I was reading it, I was, like. What is this man in anymore? Isn't the ship destroyed at this point? Like, yeah, I was just wondering how is he still alive? He's like, I could put my thrusters towards Sarpadal, I guess, and that's that's where we leave him. Okay, and then uh, Danny Kui meets Mika, Kip's Jedi apprentice, and they plan an escape from the world ship. Uh, Nomanor and Degara talk about wanting to break the Jedi and how this is a good opportunity to do so before the other world ships arrive. Mika, yes. Mika and Danny make their escape and believe themselves to be successful, but it's all a ruse and their spirit is broken. Yes. Mika, Mika is offered up to the war commander. Oh, this is everything that I wanted, dude. Uh, <laughs> they do being a Sith better than any Sith I've even seen. Like, bro, just like right when they right when they got out and they beat the, the guards mm-hmm. in front of their prison, I knew it was over, bro. I was like <laughs> I know y'all don't really think it's about to be this easy. Like, you're literally underwater right now. Do you really think you're going to escape from this frozen planet? <laughs> yeah. I loved it. And then and then Degara says something like, did you really think it would be so easy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, You know what it reminded me most of? What? Uh, anybody's, anybody's ever watched or read Bleach? Oh, uh, God. The eyes and shit? Where, oh, yeah. Where he's like... Uh, uh, you're free now, and then she's like, she's like, for a moment I had hope type shit, <laughs> and she starts crying. I, I actually don't know what part you're talking about. It just sounds like something Eisen would do. Yeah, he like he like pretends to like, like let him go, her, let let uh, what's her Ruk- Rukia or whatever go, and then okay, yeah, and then it's just like nah, just that's get. funny. Yeah, it, it reminds me of a lot of things, but nothing in particular. I can't think of a super specific, but I know I've seen this in other things. Like yeah. Let them, yeah, think that they're gonna leave. Just, uh, just a fuck with them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then uh, Mika and Danny meeting's pretty cool. She's like, "You're a Jedi. Like, we have hope to get out of here." And then I like how yeah. Danny's like Danny's portrayed as having like a lot more constitution, like mental constitution. Than, yes. Than like a lot of other people. Like Mika's already like pissing his pants and shit, about to get tortured, and Danny's like on some like, "Oh, I'm gonna stand resolute no matter what," you know. Yeah, um, it was weird. Miko seems like a very bad Jedi in this chapter. Like, he's, like, underestimating the Vaughn. Like, I remember him saying something like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I wrote it. He says the only reason they, lo- he says the the only reason that they he got, he lost is because they took our shields down. And I was like, yeah, that's called losing. Like, they they defeated <laughs> your, they defeated your weapons. Like, that's called losing. Like, he doesn't even want to accept that they yeah. he just got clapped. Like, sorry, like, it doesn't matter if you didn't know. It's like, um, but Miko's okay, I guess. I kind of just wished that, I know they were all going to die, so maybe it's worthless. But I wish that uh, Slice of Life chapter is just a bit longer. Like, I, I wanted, I wish we could have seen the his old Avengers, oh, or at least Miko. Yeah, make Miko seem really cool, like in a in a slightly better characterization in some other story. Like this, the amount of characterization we got from Kip 
we would have got from Miko also so that like him breaking down like this feels like crazier like if yeah. he seemed really cool earlier I would have liked that yeah also I think this is where I got um uh Mika and Worth Skitter uh like oh I that's why you said that okay. I combined the two and that's so I I remember I think I remembered Worth Skitter as like th- in this role for some reason <laughs> yeah I don't, know, I don't know why I think it's just because he was one of he was like a fucking a hot shot type yeah hot shot that yeah. takes L's throughout the book yeah and his name is Worth and I was like okay yeah, weird name. <laughs> also, also the things attacking um, uh, Kip Duran's ship. They're called Gretchens. Gretchens, yes. Gretchens is a funny word. Yeah, yeah. The the breaking torture is is cool. Mm-hmm. Like break their wills, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and they already recognize the Jedi as like, like the most the, powerful force, kind of that they're gonna mm-hmm. have to do that. Yeah. There's this thing where um, I think this is the thing where there has there's like some kind of meeting of the Vong where they're listening to the Yamask mm. and the how the writing was I couldn't tell if Danny was able to hear the telepathic like talking because you it, it's either the narrator was giving a very detailed description of what was happening or Danny was and I'm like how would Danny know like are they talking to her mind too and I couldn't figure it out mm. yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember that Maybe maybe I wrote the wrong. No, yeah, uh, it might just be the narrator. Like that. That's yeah. that's probably what it is. I'm like, how the hell does she know what's going on? <laughs> you should be confused right now. Yeah. All right, chapter fifteen. Han, Chewie, and Anakin land on Ser- Serpentadol and try to conduct their business. When the mayor tells them the Serpentadolians are worshiping their goddess at the moment because the moon is slowly falling towards them. Han goes up in the Falcon to inspect the moon, and they calculate that the moon will crash into the main city in seven hours' time, and that there is not enough ships or time to get the hundreds of thousands of people off planet. Anakin finds that uh, something at the city is pulling the moon, and will go investigate to see what it is. Anakin goes off with the mayor, and Han and Chewie will help mobilize the crowds into as many ships as possible. I just want to say... Um, maybe people listening to this are just going to think like I just wasn't paying attention throughout this book because I, I, I seem very confused a lot of the time. I couldn't believe this chapter. Like How fast this, it was? Yes, dude. This was like just zero to a hundred. Like you yeah. land on a planet. Oh yeah, the moon is falling <laughs> on you. Like, And then they're, I don't know if it's this chapter or the next, but they say, yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna land in seven hours, and then Anakin does some calculations, and then he's like, actually, probably closer to six hours, and then it's <laughs> descending faster each time it goes around, so it's probably less than that too. And I'm like, there's no way you're gonna save enough people on this place. Like these no, people are going no. extinct, bro. I'm sorry. This shit's fucked. Yeah, it was amazing though. I I I love Anakin. I'm I'm liking him the more I'm this episode that we're doing. Like he's just he's just so cool. Like, he's, pro- he's very proactive. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's he's main character material. He very much is, yeah. Um chapter sixteen, Mara and Luke land on Belkadan and investigate the Exegal colony. Uh by the way, Exegal to me sounds like uh like some like OG Star Trek shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh they come across Yeoman Carr and he and Mara duel. After a struggle against his weapons and armor, 
Mara manages to defeat him, and she is uh, as she is struggling against her disease after it gets stronger from the planet's plague. Luke and R2 gather all the information they can, including uh, the villop and finding out about Hellscar 4. On Hellscar 4, Danny comforts a near broken Mika. This, yeah. I, I, really, I, think... uh-huh. I really liked this duel because it's like. I mean, I know Mara was like, like top top in the verse, type shit. Yeah, but she also, I I know she's sick, but in my mind, she it doesn't it's not really affecting her in battle. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. why. I like I think she's well because she's strong enough, fight. right? Like her willpower. Yeah, I think I think she's able to use the force to like overcome it in battle, and then once she's out of battle, she's like weakened again. You know. Yes. Like, yeah. Even, more, even because of, even more so because of the battle, but during the battle, I don't think she's like any less yeah it's like she's not coughing up blood in the middle of the fight it's just kind of like it's weighing on her when she's not being active exactly and so like her fighting against yeoman car was like she's like even though she didn't really get injured she was like what the fuck like all this like none like none of my shit's Weird really technology. working against him yeah like his armor can block the lightsabers i can't really sense it in the force type shit yeah i love the fight too because i need to come up with a uh how they have that thing called like the Bechtel test for movies. There needs to be a name for stories that pass the test of when a good fight happens, where it's not, it doesn't have to be the main characters. Like I love that Luke got there after she won already. Yeah. I, oh my God. And I love fights where it's hard and it's written. Like it's not easy, you know? Yeah. It's like a process. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Very good. Very good fight choreography in this chapter is awesome yeah also um how big is this place because how come luke didn't just hear that she was in this or like censor uh i don't know do you think do you think that planet fucks up like their force powers like kind of uh stuff that's been affected by the bone for sure luke wouldn't be able to sense the dude not him but like that she's in distress kind of yeah i don't know actually that's a good question it was it was it was something I felt like the story wanted me to notice. Like that's weird that Luke, the Grand Master of the, didn't notice that. But uh, um, plot reasons probably. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. It's fine. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do plot. I understand. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, he was focusing. He was focusing on the plague. Let's just say that he was focusing. Yeah. On the plague. yeah. Uh, I gotta point out that um, I had a there was a pause moment for me in here where uh. <laughs> said why is the casual term for anything like gooey on the floor pie it literally it said pie it did not it didn't not say that i was like why, why is it called pie <laughs> you don't even know what the substance is gross like mara what is all this cum on the floor like <laughs> that's what it felt like i'm like i'm like when he was writing this he wrote, he probably wrote like a huge transcript. So everybody who was reading it, they just had to brush over that. They didn't notice, you know? Uh, like Mr. Salvatore, you can't just call the floor spermy. Like it's a little, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little, it's a little semen-y. Like, I don't know. This wasn't the D&D books you usually write. Damn. Yeah. Dude, you're out of your <laughs> um, no. Yes. Good chapter. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I wonder, this might, this is a, not a theory. This is just a guess. I wonder if the Force is, doesn't work on the Vongs uh, who came from another galaxy because of that reason. 
like how infinity stones don't work outside of their own universe oh okay like i was wondering is there just like some natural prevention that i don't know if that would be very good i don't think i would like that but mm, okay yeah that's that's it i could i see you i see you already developing yeah i'm just wondering like there, is there a reason why they can't feel them at all like mm-hmm. i don't know it's very cool yeah yep um on anakin and the mayor race past falling debris to see what is causing the moon to fall uh the the dobin basil they go back to the falcon but it's too late the moon is already set to fall the mayor sacrifices himself to destroy the dobin basil so it does not destroy any other planets elsewhere nomenor orders the gara to dispatch four groups of fighters to intercept any refugee ships leaving serpado chanting the yujan von credo and wishing woe on their enemy Back on Serpadal, Anakin and Chewie rescue the remaining people and are about to leave when Anakin hears a crying child under rubble. <laughs> so fucking random. I should have known somebody was going to die when it just, a moon is falling, but you could hear a little kid <laughs> crying under some rubble. He and Chewie go to rescue him, and Han brings the ship in to grab them both. But Chewie only has time to throw Anakin on board before the winds take the Falcon away and the moon crashes down on Chewbacca. Anakin makes the decision to leave before the Falcon can be fatally damaged, and Han stares as his friend roars defiantly at the falling moon. I only wrote... This chapter was written so good. Or at least it had me so hard. Mm -hmm. I didn't even write any notes until I was done with it. And I just said, Chewbacca in the first book, you got me fucked up. <laughs> like, like the book's not even over. Like, you just killed him. He's yeah. just dead. And then and then Han Solo thinks he's, like, in a video. Or, like, Han Solo realizing um, or thinking that he's in a, a, a book that is being read by somebody. He actually thinks that Chewbacca might still be alive. Mm-hmm. Just in straight-up denial, thinks he's in a video game. Yes. Uh, I, I will say... Because of Chewbacca's death, uh, the author Ari Salvatore got so many fucking death threats. Yeah, <laughs> because of it. Um, yeah, and this book sold. I think it sold like fifteen million or something like that. It sold a lot of books. But whoa, you think Salvatore yeah. is rich? Um, from you think he, has, he probably, royalty, you think probably nice yeah, probably from royalties and it being like the first book in this series. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. To be okay. honest, it, this, it, between it's this the and first... the. Between this and the Attack of the Clones novelization, he's probably he's probably got a good check for coming in every once in a while. Yeah, I was just gonna say I think he's um, that's probably a really good thing to make money off of. The first book in a series is probably gonna be the most read one. Yeah, so, well, and this book also is the only one that had like a shit ton of promotion, like including commercials where Mark. No Hamill, way. Mark Hamill as Luke was talking about the Yuuzhan Vong. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, it was like commercials on TV where it's like Mark Hamill's like, our new threat, the Yuuzhan Vong. I don't know if we could stop They had commercials for books? Yeah. I need to go back in time, bro. Star Wars, bro. Star Wars and Phantom Menace was about to come out. That shit was like the biggest shit in the world, yeah. Wow. When did this book come out? Uh, 99. Shut up. Yep. This book came out in 99? I thought this book came out like 1994 or something. All 19 books came out from 99 to 2003. Oh my god. This is like 
yeah. peak Star Wars time. <laughs> yeah, so Jesus you're getting, Christ. You were getting one bug every couple months. It was basically like on some, some ReZero type time. Like, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. People were just reading it? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, also, uh, sorry about Chewie, but uh, Anakin did the right thing. Sorry, I said it. I said yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this chapter was... The chapter was really awesome. Like the sense of, of like, uh, like shit hitting the fan. Yeah, uh, was like really you could sense it, um, really hard. And like the 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 whole mayor sacrificing himself, Chewie sacrificing himself. That mayor was funny. He gave no fucks about anything. <laughs> really, he really yeah. didn't. Uh, like fucking a bunch of people just like uh. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people just dying like the fucking yeah. end up fucking getting murked fucking yoda would have felt that one for real <clears throat> exactly it's like would've damn like his little heart yeah exactly um do you want to take a break oh sure all right we'll be right back All right, welcome back. Um, so, chapter eighteen. Yeah. Luke and R two take the X wing and make their way towards Hellscar four, but experience power outages, and he feels the hole in the force that Mara described. Back with Anakin, Han scolds Anakin for leaving Chewbacca behind, leaving Anakin grief stricken, guilty, and angry all at once due to knowing he did the right thing. Han is passive-aggressive all the time, but he and Anakin work together to fight off the Vong bugs and tow Kip's ship in to find him alive. They escort the refugees of Serpidol to Lando's Folly to prepare, or not to Lando's Folly, to uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> to Dubrillion to prepare for the incoming signals that Han finds. So yeah, bro, this is the big, this is the big Han, Han sort of acting like... Wait, am, am I getting a certain tone from you does does everybody who read this thing know that anakin did the right thing like the, the characters in the story like does, yeah, does han I, like know that he did the right thing he's just mad yes okay yeah i thought i'm oh, sorry i thought it was like a controversy like some people thought that he didn't do the right thing no i think it's it's pretty i think even the books like like they were all gonna die them. like there's like a like yeah. the the wind was kicking up, and then he was trying to get there, and then he realized that he didn't have enough time. Like, exactly. I mean, I think everybody in the book, like, including the narrators, like, <laughs> no Anakin, even though Anakin did the right thing, Han's on some bullshit. That's funny. You know, like. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So Han is just mad. Okay, that I mean, now I'm understanding Han a little bit more. I thought he was like, yes, saying that he didn't, because he never says you did the wrong thing. He just says you left him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that that shit was brutal. Like, what'd you think when you read that? When he's like, you left. Dude, I, I, my first note was, "Damn, Han, he just a kid for real." <laughs> like that was, I was like, "Wow, like you're really just laying it on heavy on him, aren't you?" Like, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's this like thing that I get where um, 
this vibe I get for like, you know, we all know, we all watch Star Wars, the movies. So we've all seen Han in real life. We know how he acts. Yes. And in that, those stories, he doesn't have any kids. It's really interesting to, every time I think of him as a dad, it just, I'm just, my brain is just like, what? Like <laughs> him being like the dad character is really crazy to me. So yeah, when he did that, I'm just thinking like, yeah, Han's not, he, he can't he can't believe he's a dad either is what i thought like like wow yeah. you just i have to be like a dad right now and then he's like in that moment like he's like being like his non-dad self like no i'm back to the uh harrison ford version of me right now yeah like I those mean, kind of things that he would say in the movies it's just fucking brutal like yeah just like if i was any guy i would fucking punch him i'd be like Bro, shut up! Like, yeah. Uh, well, if I was Anakin, <laughs> I would turn to the dark side. I'm like, damn, I'm just gonna go go emo now. Like, <laughs> like I save. Like, um, imagine that day. You're like, people are charting like all the good things you did. It's like yeah. I saved a ship full of people that were gonna die. Mm. My best friend like helped me not die. He died, but then the first thing your dad says to you, even though he literally saw the whole thing is you left him like you killed my best friend <laughs> yeah like that's basically what he said to him it's uh it's pretty bad yeah it's, and then they they eventually uh and then han's like super like fucking like passive aggressive with them like are you done fucking oh yeah yeah he's like he's like are you done being a little bitch yeah i'm gonna come help me out basically like yeah he said something along the lines of like yeah if your if your tantrum didn't last so long i would have had we would have gotten this done already or something (laughs) like that was crazy um also there's this there's oh sorry what were you gonna say no no good good. i was gonna say there's this weird phrase that they use multiple times where they say up up like when they're doing something or putting something or something is going up they put mm-hmm. up, up, like, twice. I don't know. They did, like, four times in this like book. Like, in what? Like, in what context? Like, what did they do? Like, um, like he took the shit up, up, up. Oh. Like, like, or just, it's used in a bunch of different contexts. I, I wonder if, it seems like another thing that uh, Salvatore was just like, I wonder if I could just keep saying this. And and when they read my transcript, if anybody will notice, like. Up, up. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Um. Chapter 19, uh, the Solo Twins console their younger brother uh, in a touching scene where Jason reassures Anakin that he did the right thing and Jaina comforts him. Han talks to Leia and tells her Anakin left Chewie behind. Uh, they all prepare for defense and the kids get their own modified TIE fighters. They disobey orders to take out the enemy fighters in the asteroid belt and fall into an uh, amazing Jedi bond in which each can see and sense what the others do. Anakin uh, literally barely... the MVP, dude. Anakin can barely hold onto his consciousness and hits an asteroid and is forced to blindly hyperspace jump. Uh, Han and Leia then go after Anakin. Um, um, yeah. So, uh, I really like this beginning of the chapter where uh, <laughs> like, they, uh, Jane is like, comforting Anakin or like she's questioning Anakin first and then mm-hmm. she's like are you sure like there's nothing else he could have done type shit like just kind of like trying to grasp the situation and then mm-hmm. Anakin's like nah like I couldn't do shit and Jason walks up and they think he's about to like roast his ass like, yeah and then, and then he's, he's on like, his side and he's like bro 
I looked over the shit. You couldn't do anything. Like, yeah. yeah. And they're both just like, what? And he's like, yeah, like, like, bro, you couldn't do anything. You did the right thing. Like, fuck, fuck him, you know? Like, yeah. That shit was awesome. I think at this time, I, I thought in this scene, I thought that, I for some reason, I thought that Anakin was lying about how it happened. Mm. I, I thought, but I think, I mean, I, I, at this current moment, I'm on his side. Like, I think he did the right thing. And I'm wondering, I mean, I guess I would have to go back and see, but did he, I couldn't tell if he was, maybe he was just like confused on how it happened. And he started doubting himself. Like if he, like doubting if he did the right thing. And I think he like, in his mind, he changed the story just a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, um, no, I think he was telling the story the right way. He was just like, I, like he was feeling a little guilty and he's like, maybe I could have done something different. Yeah, I, that's probably yeah. it. Because well, like, there was something he was saying. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> what yeah. do you really think you could have done? You had like seconds. like. Yeah, but that, that's when Jason was like, you literally didn't have any time. And if like, you know, even if you did, it would have it would have like been almost impossible to do it. Like, you could, And he even you asked know. him, he says, well, tell me, Jason, or tell me, Anakin, like, do you think you could have done anything? And then Anakin's like, no. And then he's like, well, then that's that's what it is then. Like, yeah, that's what happened. And um, yeah, yeah. I was surprised that Jaina was uh, kind of on that, like, uh, she's like, oh, what happened? Uh, what happened? Did you? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, she's so used to them fighting at this point. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, I think I like this chapter because that beginning of the chapter leads to them on that Jedi bond shit. Yes. Um, uh, oh, yeah. This is another thing about history books that I, yeah. Like you said, there probably is history books, but I was just surprised that Jason, Jason, Jason mentions something. I don't remember what context, but he mentions the Vader versus Obi Wan fight on oh, the Death yeah. Star. Yeah. Well, and I said, I wonder, I wonder how they write those in the history books. Like, <laughs> is it how is it portrayed? Like, is it like on some epic? I wonder. Yeah, I just wonder how. The, I think I think they going I think to school. Jason says like when when Uncle Luke tells us his stories oh. type shit. Oh, I see. Maybe yeah, Luke, Luke just tells them. Luke, yeah, Luke's just telling them from his point of view, and then yeah, that seems like something that wouldn't be in a history book, actually. Uh, maybe if like a historian is like asking fucking Luke, he should shit. he should write a book and sell it. He has a lot of stuff. He, he's too busy. He's too busy fucking boning on on the fucking chase <laughs> paper, bro. He can't be doing basically. Uh, also, I, I realized while reading this book that uh, Lando's name has risen it. Calrissian. <laughs> never, I never, I never thought about that before. Stupid. It <laughs> um, and then this chapter was so good. I just said, I just said, God did. <laughs> That's what happened. Like when Salvatore was writing this chapter, he was just like, God did, because um, it was so good. You like the Jedi uh, Bond stuff? Yes, dude. I like the Jedi Bond stuff. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> the best, it was like the best thing ever. I love uh, when people have really cool powers, and that first like it like uh, it's got like a drawback like them so much. Like I like how yeah. he was basically using a cheat code, and it was so awesome that it just knocked him out, and he has to go into hyperspace. Oh my god, I love like he's just like, like yeah. there's nothing you could do. Go to hyperspace, and then he's just like mm, drowsily. <laughs> And I don't know if it's this That's chapter. I think I think it was it was the chapter where Jaina, I'm pretty sure, was racing through the uh, Lando's Folly, mm-hmm. and um, 
I think like something goes wrong or something. Mm-hmm. It's either that chapter or this chapter where they compare they compare like their bond to Anakin versus Jaina and Jason's bond to each other and they're like um like yeah like Jaina or Jason knew that Jaina wasn't in trouble or something. Oh because their force bond is so strong that they always like know know what's happening they they would they would know immediately or something like that like if they were if one of them was panicking like the other one would know yeah and then i think this chapter also had like anakin when he like force jumped and they like landed and um they're like uh yeah even though their bond to anakin wasn't as strong as to each other it was like they they could still sense him or something like that yeah i think it was um towards the end of the chapter this is a long chapter too i think um they Anakin, when he gets to wherever he teleported to, uh, yeah, the, the 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 twins get to the planet and they're like sad about it and they can't feel him. But then Anakin starts reaching out with the force, like he starts force yelling, and then that's mm-hmm. when everybody feels him or whatever. It has that yeah. super cool line or scene where it's like Luke is like like all flustered or whatever, and then <laughs> and then he feels he feels Anakin, and then he's like. I have to go out and get him. And then he stops himself. And then it says like something like he smiled because he knew that just like, just like at the end of Empire <laughs> Strikes Back, when Leia <laughs> felt me calling for help, I kn- he knew that Leia was going to find like her son. Yeah. You know, it's like, if I felt it, then Leia felt it. Like that was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Was, yeah. This chapter's awesome. And then anything else for 19? No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Chapter 20, as the crowds on Dubrillant applaud Jason and Jaina as heroes, Han and Leia search for Anakin, and Leia can finally force sense him. Elsewhere, Dagara plans the next steps of their conquest on Dubrillant and Australian, neighboring planets as potential bases, and muses on the spawning of a new Yamask. Did you say Yamask? Yemis, yeah. Oh, okay. Four, four coordinator. They want. They want. To, they want to eventually spawn a, a new one, um, on these on these neighboring, uh, like the twin planets. Okay. Um, that's awesome. their, that's the guard's plan at least. So just because, okay. So I have a question. Oh, I guess it'll reveal it. But uh, so they don't necessarily need the planet that they're getting or whatever to be an ice planet, right? That's just no. That's, that's, just, that's yeah. So they're like pretty adaptable, like. Oh yeah, like yeah. How, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so is Vector Prime a right. hole in the galaxy? It's a. Uh, it's like a entry a point. Route. It's like a route entry okay. point from outside the galaxy into it. Okay. Yeah. So how yeah. are they? Okay, I guess they have agents inside. I was gonna say, how do they know about? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Um. Yeah, because Yeoman, Yeoman Carr and Nomino are like researching inside. Yeah. Yeah, and this is also when they reveal that the coral ships are also alive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're like those dragons from Avatar where you have to connect yourself to it. Uh, oh, the, yeah. the blue people avatar. Uh-huh. That was that was really cool. Like they're like just like they're just like horses. Like I don't know, like <laughs> it's kind of awesome that they just breed these uh, stuff. And of course, I had to compare. Since this is a war story, I was, of course, comparing it to all the Marvel comic wars that I read because <laughs> the swarm, like the, all those coral skippers, it was like uh, that um, 
Annihilation comic where it's like they're just fighting like a giant swarm and it's and then um, also the fact that there's a bunch of double agents inside of the galaxy already working towards like their goal. Hmm. It reminded me of like the scrolls um, <laughs> in, in Marvel, how they like disguise themselves as people. Uh, I don't know why I thought of that. <clears throat> Marvel, I feel like Marvel That's... has like a fucking five wars every fucking exactly. Event. Yeah, every <laughs> every single event book is called something war. Yeah. Um. Oh, I was gonna say, I was imagining being in the Star Wars universe for a little bit on this part. How do you know? How do you know when it's time to go to sleep? Like, like uh... they're just skipping galaxies. They're like skipping to planets, like. Han's got to have had, like, the longest day of his life. Like, <laughs> like he hasn't slept one time. This is wild. Uh, I just imagine... Well, you just get like, tired? Uh, yeah, because the story doesn't really... It would be boring if you went to sleep. Um, yeah, there are some Star Wars books that have, like, time. Like, uh, like the Bane books have, like, oh, it took him... Oh, yeah, he sleeps days. in Bane. It took them a few days to go through hyperspace to this place. Mm-hmm. So I imagine. I imagine while they're traveling, they're like going to sleep and shit. That makes like sense. When they're, right. When they're, yeah, and then when they were on Lando's planet, they they were chilling. Like somebody probably went to sleep when um, Anakin and Han went to Serpendal for the first time. Kind of like. Yeah. Oh, Mara sleeps. Mara sleeps in this one. That's because she's sick, though. Uh, yeah, but she's she's, she's being nerfed. She's being nerfed <laughs> in this this book. <laughs> I like to imagine she's like pretty good, pretty strong. I wonder because you were saying you don't think it's affecting her. You think if not, she didn't have that combat. sickness, the fight would have still gone the same with Yeoman, right? Because he had like weapons she'd never seen. Yeah, that's what I'm okay. saying. Like, I, I, I see. I, I, I think it, it would have been the same no matter what. It's just the after after effects. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, chapter like 21. the Goku heart virus, bro. When he tried decided to fight nineteen, bro. Um, no, because the heart virus fuels, like, on some, like, dying shit. Oh, you're right. He was getting weakened during the fight, and you're saying yeah, she doesn't. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's like, it's like if he would have, like, beat his ass, and then, like... And then after the, the fight, fight, he was like, ah, type shit. <laughs> ah. Yeah, um, I got you. Chapter 21, Luke, now back on Dubrillion, and Lando consult each other on the Yuzhan Vong technology. Luke inspects it. Um, bravely, I think, <laughs> and senses Anakin reaching out, but trusts his sister to find him. Leia and Han oh, do I find that Anakin. too early. <laughs> no, you're fine. Hey, Leia and Han do find Anakin alive, uh, alive and well, and hug him. Back on New Brilliant, Luke and the crew use C3PO as a translator for the Vong language, and he interprets the messages to Yeoman Car. Luke now knows all of the events are related. Uh, that are related from Belkadon to Serpadal, and devises a plan to sneak onto Halskar 4 using Lando's mining equipment and the Vong cloak and masker. Luke in this chapter was on some crazy, like, investigators. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. He showed up, and uh, Lando's like, yeah, we're still looking at it, like, poking and prodding. And he just puts like, it on. He puts it on his face, and he's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, why would you do that? <laughs> I loved like, it, bro. He's being a proactive main character. He's like... I'm just yeah, gonna put like, it on. I don't give a shit. Like he's like, bro, I got that plot armor. Come on, bro. Yeah, bro. You're not touching me with this. We're in the first <laughs> book of this series, okay? Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, 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 and uh, see, oh, C3PO, fucking decide. How did he know the language? Because he's like, uh, he said huh? it's like, uh, 
because uh, Luke, Luke, Luke himself, I think, has said he put together a few words here and there that he could recognize. He says it's similar to this other language from this tribe. It's similar, um, is what he was saying. C three PO said that. Yeah, and he's That's... like. <laughs> Maybe it's just a loose translation then. Maybe he doesn't understand it completely because I think because he knows so many languages, he's able to be like, oh, figure out like, new I ones. can I can I can I can like put together basics from like that's that a that's a cool concept. interpretation. I'll go with that. Yeah, I think that I think that's what it's supposed to be. Like once you know so many languages, if you hear something that you've never heard before, you're kind of just like, I kind of get what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. I like that. Um C three PO actually has a purpose, so it's cool. And plus, I, I feel like the Vong probably talk to each other super formally, you know, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so probably, like, way more simple. They're not, like, casually talking to each other all the time. And shit. They don't have slang yet. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Luke comes up with the plan. They're going to, he's, he's uh, thinks he's going to go to Hellstar 4. And that's the end of the chapter. Uh, anything else? No. No, no, right, no. Okay. Chapter 22, Jason and Jaina end up taking Luke's plan, knowing Mara's condition, uh, and decide to take the equipment and complete the plan for themselves. Uh, Jaina fights off a group of dispatched coral skippers from Hellstar and is in trouble when Han, Luke, and Leia and a whole battle squadron back her up. Jason, meanwhile, dons the cloaker and masker and makes his way beneath Hellstar 4's crust. He comes upon Miko's ritual with the Yamisk as Danny watches and and Jason ignites his saber as the warriors notice it. Um, uh, I didn't mention it actually in the last chapter. This new commander guy, Rojo. Uh, uh, excellent use of a meathead character in this part of the book. Like, just have a guy come in there and be like, yeah, just send as much firepower as we got. Like, they were like, um, Luke's like, said something like shouldn't we wait for like more ships and this guy's just like nah we just got we, we're, we're good bro like look look at how small this planet is bro like i could destroy this planet with this fleet i have and then uh yeah yeah um yeah i like jason and jana being like being proactive here being oh like, yeah we're gonna go do our shit and i i kind of, i don't know it it was just like one of those chapters where like shit moved really fast and you all of a sudden you're like wait Jason's all of a sudden in the same like places Danny Danny even though like it felt like they were like oh yeah so completely separate Mm -hmm. completely separate characters in the beginning of the book I like that shit where it's like oh Danny Kui and Jason Solo are like super super different like different points in this like story and shit and then like they end up in the same place I think it's cool yes um so this this Okay, Jason and Jaina, they go off, right? Mm-hmm. There's two ships, right? Uh, but, but yes. Uh, so how does this work? There's like the ship. Is is one of the ships that they're flying in the the ship that Luke tested out, like the the one the one of the Vong ships? What do you mean? Well, they're in two separate ships. One of these ships, it's called something. I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, um. They're like attached or something, aren't they? Like, because there's an awesome scene that happens later, and I, I knew it was supposed to be awesome, but mm. I didn't really comprehend it because I didn't know how it works. There's a ship mm. that drills, and then there's like Jason's in another thing, and then so he goes down to the planet, right? And he's doing his 
I'm a hero to rescue you kind of thing. Right, right. His his best uh, new hope impression. <laughs> and um, and and in the disguise net. Oh my god! It's literally a new hope, and they're in the Death Star, and he's like disguised as the bad guy. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> there's a the thing how they escape how because. Uh, you know what? Um, well, he Jason takes off in a. Uh, uh, is it a coral? Yeah, skipper? He, he detaches. It's not a coral skipper. He detaches in like a, it's like a pod. I don't so know it's a pod. Like okay, that, or, or, that, or not a pod, but it's like a. But it's slightly pod. attached to Jaina's ship, right? That must be yeah, how. Yeah, it works. yeah, yeah. It's okay. like it's like a not a pod, but like a you know like one of those smaller. Maybe it's like being towed or something. It's like no, it's like a landing vehicle. Like it's like a. Ah, okay. It's like a smaller, like detached thing, just for you to land on a planet. I see. So it's yeah. the uh, the Mako from Mass Effect One, but better. No, it's like a little bigger. Uh, I don't know how, how what they're. I called. actually don't know how big the Mako's supposed to be. You never see your character oh, outside sure. of the Mako in the first. And game. you do make your way around. Oh, you do. Planets and that shit. So yeah, huh. yeah. So okay, now 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 that scene that we're gonna get to. Now it's even more awesome because I understand. No, I get it. I was so <laughs> but, confused. Well, like... It might be, it might actually be smaller than the Mako because it does describe oh. when they have to squeeze in there and they're all wet and shit. Like... Oh, yeah. Does it go into the water? Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay. I, now I get it. I understand now. Yeah. Um, and then, okay. Tell your cat to shut up. <laughs> um, okay. And then chapter uh, chapter 23. Uh, mm-hmm. the battle of Hellscar 4 rages on as thousand, uh, thousands more of the coral skippers rise out to meet the, uh, it's called the Victorious, right? The, um, the battleship for, from, um, kind of like the Lando's place, Land, the New Republic, this, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, the Rejuvenator, the, I think, is what this, the ship Roho's using is called. I thought it was the Victorious. Okay. There's- Maybe I missed the ship. Um, they get overrun and are forced to retreat um, as soon as possible. Jason, <laughs> Jason, Danny, and Miko fight their way out of Hellscar, and uh, Miko is forced to sacrifice himself. Uh, Danny dons the extra cloaker that um, Jason brought for Miko and uh, Masker. Jason brought, yeah, yeah, Jason brought for Miko, and then they barely make it out and jump to light speed in time for the retreat. Nah, bro. You gotta say it how it happens, bro. Bro, Jaina's like, everybody's like, we gotta oh, get out of here. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Yeah, they're like, so everything's going haywire at this moment. Like, isn't like yeah. Mara's ship, she dude, oh my god. Wait, is that this chapter? Is this the one where, oh, wait. Damn. This, this is the one, okay, yeah, so at the end of this, this oh, chapter, um, they're like, oh, we can't leave without Jason type shit. Yes. Luke's like, yeah, Luke's like, yeah, we're not leaving without Jason. And then Han's like... And then Han's trying to get to them, and he can't? Han's, yeah, Han's like, bro, like, we have to leave, or else everyone here is going to die. And then he's like, oh... And shit. then he sees the choice that he has to make is the same that Anakin had to... Exactly, exactly. Yes. He's like, oh, fuck, Anakin had to make this choice, and this is my son type shit. Yes, and dude. Then, and then Jason finally comes out. And then, and then as, uh, what is it, uh, Jaina's... Everybody's to say, rushing to where Jason is, and then... um. Jaina's like, Jaina, she's like panicking. And then immediately when he rises, she, her panic like stops. And then she just, she just turns into that dog, dude. Like she, he comes out at the right time. She activates hyperdrive and catches him as she's going into it. Like right before yeah. the ship, like everything like 
Isn't the bacon strange? It's Jason, I think, that does it. Jason comes out, and then Jaina's like, Jason, we have to. And then Jason immediately goes into hyperspace without saying anything. And then, oh, no, no, you're right. It is Jaina that does it. It's Jaina. Yeah, I think it's Jaina. Jaina catches Jason, immediately goes into hyperspace, I think. Before without Han, saying anything. Before Han and Leia can say anything. And then Mara's, like, all proud and shit. Like, yeah, she yeah. just smirks or something. Yeah, yeah. Dude, she's, yeah, Jaina's just, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think the thing I was going to say is actually happens in the next chapter, so I'll wait. Okay. Chapter 24, um, yeah. the crew checks out their uh, aftermath and in the end decide to go back in a surprise attack to destroy the Amis, a.k.a. the War Coordinator. They do so and engage in a battle in which they manage to freeze Hellstar 4, freezing the Amis, shattering <laughs> the Starfighters, and in turn... Have the ice expand and explode, <laughs> dude. This is like the craziest. Like he was like, in the in the Bible of this whole Vong story, they were just like, okay, so the first book's gonna be pretty cool, but we needed to end with something similar to the Death Star blowing up. Um, how how are we gonna do this? He's like, okay, but can we hide it behind a bunch of science that sounds like it makes perfect sense and people who are not scientists would understand it? He's like, yeah, let's just do that. Like. We're going to, we're going to, the, the energy that the Yamask is projecting seems very strong, huh? What if we turn it back on the planet so that it gets so cold that it actually blows up? Like, (laughs) I was, I did not remember this happening. (laughs) When I read it this time, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) They exploded the planet with ice? (laughs) Dude, yes. I was like, is this? They froze the rest of the planet to where it like yeah they super froze it i guess and this yeah. is all anakin's plan which is another reason why he's becoming the goat <laughs> um also also in the last chapter uh they all escaped like that's why jace jana went in the hyperdrive or hyperspace mm-hmm. everybody was uh, retreating dude when this new plan that luke comes up with to destroy the planet with ice and anakin and lando thing uh-huh. there's like 20 pages left in the book so you're, I was thinking, is this going to be like a cut off in the middle of battle? Because there's no way they're going to win after yeah. just coming up with this wild idea in the last 20 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should just happens all of a sudden. Like. <laughs> yes. Dude, and and that there was an, another example of perfect buildup, I thought, when, because, um, you know, we see how this sickness is affecting Mara throughout the story and everything. Mm-hmm. And then at the most crucial time, she knocks out and then the jade saber just starts falling and he gets pretty nice atmospheric re-entry i'm not gonna lie (laughs) you get get some pretty nice shit but then um i think jana's or who's in the ship with her i think danny danny and oh is it luke i think yeah luke right are you talking about in jade saber yeah when when mara faints i think either jana or luke takes over the controls and and then jana thinks she's about to like die or something something, something happens are you talking about the beginning of the book hmm? you're talking about the beginning of the book no 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 in this fight in this fight um oh mara smara's sickness hits her and she just knocks out while they're in like the middle of something important and then or she's like she's piloting a ship and uh whoever the co-pilot is yes luke okay luke yeah i love i just like that part because um i don't know that's it was a good way to write like a sickness. It didn't feel like it was annoying. It feel like 
yeah. oh, that makes sense because she's close to this planet that seems to be affecting her. And, mm-hmm. you know, probably the more stress, stressful things she's doing, the more it's probably going to affect her or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good thing Jason and Jaina took over because <laughs> yeah. tomorrow would have been so fucked. Like, yeah, she would have been. Yeah. Um, also, there's a part where all the planet is freezing where uh, it's reaching absolute zero. It, I think it mentions, yeah, it says Luke while he's flying out. Um, he hits a cloud and it's solid. And oh, it, it reminded me, huh? I don't remember that. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. he's While the planet is freezing um, oh, and right. they're all leaving. Yeah, he hits a, a cloud and it hits him and it, it's physical. It's like, and it just reminded me of in uh, Interstellar when they go to that, that Matt Damon planet. There's yeah. like. I think it's like the same concept. Like the, all the clouds there, they look like normal clouds, but they're solid, but they're still floating. It's yeah. It's, uh, Christopher Nolan definitely read. He like stole your this, bro. He stole it, bro. He's gonna direct the next Star Wars movie. Count on it. Oh my god, you <laughs> want that so bad? If he could only, if he could only do one, if he had to choose Star Wars or 007, uh, what would you oh, rather have him do? Oh, Star Wars, so easy. Dang. Yeah. I, what if I, they said that? What if they got? Henry Cavill to play him, James Bond. Um, uh, that'd be cool, but I don't know. I'm I would rather him do a Star Wars movie. <laughs> would you rather you either rather Henry Cavill be in a Star Wars movie? Than... Um, I think I would rather have that. Um, yeah, Henry Cavill in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I mean we'll get to it, but I've already fan casted Henry Cavill as one of the crazy. characters in New <laughs> That'd be funny if I was I was reading it and then I was just like this guy looks like Henry Cavill to me, and then it was oh, the same person that you're talking about. That'd be that would be awesome. <laughs> I think I think y'all know who I'm talking about soon. Like you'll be like, oh, this motherfucker, yeah. Okay. Um, I remember back then I did look it up who you said, and it had it was some really complicated name I don't remember. So <laughs> be funny to see it. Um. All right, chapter twenty-five. Now yes. back on now back on Dubrillion. Luke thinks about his wife's disease and the, that connection to Belkadam. Leia thinks about the New Republic senators and how unwilling they might be to this new conflict with any potential Praetorite Vong. Nomenor studies the loss of Dagara and concludes that the unfortunate climate of the planet was the cause of the loss and contemplates his next actions. And hmm. that's basically, yeah, yeah. These, these last like three chapters are like like back to wrap back up or yeah wrap up basically yeah yeah um, yeah. um yeah. that makes sense i don't think i i don't actually have any notes for <laughs> these last yeah. chapters um just setting up the next next few books basically yeah. i'm surprised i was just surprised they won now i'll just put that out there um i mean i kind of expecting them to lose but i think all that kind of stuff is going to come later probably yeah and uh um, Tagara, I will say, uh, least memorable Vong in the series, probably. <laughs> Dang. Wait, um, did he die? Uh, did he die on the I ship? Pretty sure he died on the planet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of reminds me of how, like, when but, you I mean, think yep. about the Death Star blowing up, you actually forget that, like, hundreds of thousands of people died. Yeah, yeah. Like, you always forget, like, Grand Moff Tarkin, like, that's when he dies and they never mention it. <laughs> Except <laughs> like, there, there was only, like, uh, probably, like, thousand bomb i think like oh, the really? praetorite bomb are not they, and it wasn't even the rest of the praetorite bomb it was like the 
I want to say like the, the they said like the first warship <laughs> or whatever. Like yeah. that was like their first base too, which is funny. But That's yeah, crazy. I, I did not remember Degar when Degara popped up in his book. I was like, who the fuck is this? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are there like certain Vong that you like remember? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think in the next book he'll he'll show up. Um, I mean, No Menor is like mm. No Menor is like um, the goaded. Uh, he's one of the goaded Vong for sure. Um, he's he's the most he's like the most you'll see of any Vong. Like he's like oh that's funny. He's like the most reoccurring one, but there's like there's like a bunch of awesome Vong. What about what about Mashrade, bro? <laughs> I don't know. What about Dojo's Brolo, dude? I guess Is they that... all died, huh? They all died. They were all on the yeah. Ocean. They're all they're all fucked, bro. Oh, I didn't they even know be, that. Some of them might have been like alive or something. I don't know. Dojo's but... Brolo, I can't Dojo's... believe it. What was the other one? Trash bro. bro. Mashrade? No, there was another oh. one that was like it's a crazy name, but <laughs> yeah. they're they're pretty insane names. Warshak Dojo... Bro. Oh no, that's the other guy. It was like Trash Brongden. Oh Shunta Usar. Oh no, that's somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's like a million names in this. Um, um, all right. Last chapter, epilogue, chapter 26. Right? I don't know why you call it chapter 26. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's the 26th chapter. That's uh, all right. That's fine. It's fine. You're just. Uh, out near the destroyed Serpadal, Han and Leia mourn the loss of Chewbacca. Leia consoles him, and he explains that he had always put a bubble around his family and friends and that nothing could realistically hurt them. Now, with his kids fully recognized as capable Jedi Knights, with Mara's terminal disease getting worse, with the Praetorite Vong potentially still out there and the New Republic too busy squabbling amongst themselves, to Han, the galaxy is a far more dangerous place than it had ever been. And that's the end of the book. Yes. Um, yeah, and I, I think this is probably the best written part of the book, aside from, like, I think some, like, arguments, or, like, the Han, Han Anakin moment when he leaves, or, like, that, that chapter where he leaves Chewbacca behind, and yeah. this, this, like, epilogue, I think, are the best. I think the epilogue part. is the best written thing. Yeah. Hmm. It's, like, it's, like, man, like, you, you can definitely feel Han's, like, dread, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's Vector Prime. You want to know where it, where it? Uh, yeah, where where, do you, where would you put it out of the nineteen? Like what spot uh, is it? it right now? Uh, it's at number thirteen. Oh wow! Yeah, so I have. Damn, it above. there's some. Oh, yeah, I, actually, I don't know how to feel about that because this book was good. So that. Yeah, even I if there's six, even if there's one below it. Yeah, that's interesting because even though there's six below it, mm-hmm. that's some of them could be only slightly not as good to you than that or they could be way and i will say i i do i do i do enjoy this book okay so okay so that makes sense okay i think i think uh you have to get to probably um 14 is the most like like the next book is like probably when i get to kind of like it's like okay i guess and then <laughs> fifteen to nineteen are just like when I start to get into like I don't like this book. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's four that you that are that that you think are not good. There's uh five. Fifteen to nineteen. Oh, fifteen through nineteen. But each of those books still has like moments that are awesome. It's just the whole ah, reading Yeah. Pacing, it's probably bad pacing or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it's mo- it's mostly due to bad pacing and yeah. I hope it changes this time around, but 
Yeah. Dang, that'd be crazy if you just like every book. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like 19 books, you're balancing. Yeah, it's like a Smallville handful. season. Like, It's like a handful that you don't like. It's like, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like um, having 26 episodes in a season. It's like, okay, <laughs> we exactly. need all of this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything else to say about this book before we move um, on? No, not much. I, I, I just, I liked it. Um. I don't want to... I don't want to put out too much crazy praise or too much crazy negatives because I, I just want to see what happens. It's well, like yeah, first... where it goes, where it goes. Yeah, like so... the beginning, the beginning of a long journey. Yeah, it's very long. Nineteen books, <laughs> like <laughs> the, next, <laughs> the next few years of our lives. Yeah, <laughs> basically, like yeah. Um, um, we're gonna be with these characters for a little bit, so a little bit, and then I'm gonna do the draft. I can't wait to do the draft. Hopefully, I remember saying this. Yeah. Um, with all the characters. Okay, you want to do you want to do like a top handful, whatever number or nah, save that. Save yeah, let's save we'll save it. Save it. Okay, <laughs> we're okay, gonna we'll do the draft lottery or what? What do you mean? <laughs> no, no, just like just like uh, what, where you're at, where, like your know, feeler type type deal. Like oh oh, you said like, you, you said Anakin's you're like MVP of the book, right? Like I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like uh, like, okay, yeah, you wanna, you wanna yeah okay, sure, sure. After or like you want to do an MVP and then like uh most improved i don't know <laughs> yes okay yeah so we can't do most improved now because first book but yeah um let's see i i would definitely say anakin's the mvp and who would i say is at the lowest their lowest right now um because to get the mvp to get most han? improved player han, yeah han i would low. say han had some he was uh he was up up when he was you know chilling with chewy in this book and after chewy he he didn't have any like uh yeah. he had no um clutch seems, plays, you know. That like, seems on purpose though, you know, like Exactly. So he yeah. could probably be most improved next book, like Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't do too bad. Like he, he did save a bunch of people from uh, You're pretty from, down on you're pretty down on Jason. Oh yeah, that that dude needs to get a grip, like for sure. Um not to spoil any uh other series of this man's life, but uh <laughs> We don't. Uh, just, we don't acknowledge anything after New Jedi Order here. Okay. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. Good. I don't want to. Uh, I, I think. I think uh, we could see where he's how where he's heading in his life. I'm just gonna fucking with you. <laughs> I don't. Um. But yeah. Good book. Yeah. Uh, um, you want to respond to recommendations? Sure. 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 You go first. You go first. Okay. Um. So I uh. I recently finished. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Um, and the last time I recommended it, I was still on Act 1, I believe. I think that was like two months, two, three months ago. Three months ago. Uh, I Yeah, I barely just finished it. Um, <laughs> nearly 200 hours in. Um, yeah, that game's fucking amazing. The densest game I've ever played. Like, every under every fucking crook and cranny. You'll 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 lift a barrel up. There's like a hole. You go down the hole. It's five hours of fucking content. Like what? <laughs> and you it's like, like okay, DLC the game or what? Like it's like what? It's like DLC the game. Like there's just more of more. There's just more. And then like you'll go down that random ass hole in the corner of the fucking like map somewhere that you had to like do like you had to like jump over shit to like uncover the shit. And it's like mm-hmm. oh this is super critical to like one of my companions. <laughs> wow. And you're like, what the fuck? What if I didn't find this? Yeah, what like, if I didn't find this? Yeah. And there's like so much stuff later on where stuff like names pop up and stuff, and I'm like, who 
who are these people? What the fuck is this? And then I look it up and it's like, yeah, in act one, if he did this, then this shit would have popped up and this shit would have happened and like consequences for the <laughs> character. I was like, bro, how am I supposed to know all this shit? Like, yeah. But it's awesome that way because it's like so many variations on your playthrough that like, like you, you're going to want to go back and replay it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so this was just one playthrough, one long ass playthrough. And um, yeah, once you get to Baldur's Gate, proper the city it's like fucking like the densest fucking city of all time like every shop has like shit to do in it like Mm -hmm. characters that have entire like storylines and shit and every fucking like shop and like npc you could talk to and shit i'm like this is what this is what you imagine like like your dream game to kind of be your island game i guess you know yeah just something just just like bottomless yeah and and it's like it's mainly um the plot is pretty simple i would say but it's a lot of variations on the plot and like the main thing that is like great about the game is the character moments um like so the character writing is amazing and the the voice the voice like the voice acting the dialogue and everybody has really awesome animations for every little scene Mm -hmm. like and so like it's like yeah, it's like it's like Bioware, but like the anime, the facial animations and hand movements while they're talking to you is like super awesome. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's like just like this really really awesome combination of like Divinity mixed with like Mass Effect or Dragon Age mixed with like oh. yeah, like it's it's just really awesome. So yeah, Baldur's Gate three, like I'm, I want to replay it so bad, but I'm I'm moving on. You to have to play other, some other stuff. <laughs> I'm moving on to newer pastures, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, um, what about you? Uh, this, I'll, I'll go a little different on the recommendation. Like, it's I'm 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 just gonna say the game I'm playing. I'm just playing. Uh, I started playing Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm, um, okay. Yeah, this 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 will be my recommendation. It's not bad. So I guess don't take this as a full recommendation because I'm just starting it. But mm-hmm. this is created by the same guy who made Final Fantasy Tactics. I mean, sorry, sorry, uh, Tactics Ogre. And um, I'm just going to say, like, around this time last year, I was playing Tactics Ogre, I think. So that's kind of funny. And uh, that game was remade, uh, a remaster, sorry, brought to the consoles. So I never played the original one. This mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Tactics, which everybody says is a bar-for-bar, uh, bar, like, better version of that, so far is quite difficult because i'm playing it on a, i'm playing it on its most primitive form like i played R- tactics ogre which is a remake on a playstation 4 mm-hmm. this game is like it's hard it's hard because there's things in it that i don't even understand how to do yet like i still have not figured out how to understand what things do in the game like mm-hmm. there is not like a button to press to see what an ability that you could possibly get does it you can't see even when you're shopping in a shop you can't see what a item that you're buying does like except for armor like it tells you if like it makes your yeah you have more health or not but if you didn't know what a potion did like you're fucked like i i mean i i got to it's on that old game shit. Yeah, game. I, there's this thing called antidote, and I usually in games I know what an antidote does. It's usually for poison, but playing this game, I'm like, I don't know if this cures poison or does it like, is it an antidote for anything? Like, 
so so it's it's a pretty sharp learning curve. I I had a fight, the third fight of the game. Uh, I lost probably twenty times, and uh, maybe not twenty, <laughs> like ten. Like it it was the, the same. fourth. What was it, like the fourth battle or something like that? Yes, like the fourth or third battle in the game, and it was just as difficult as like a near end game battle to me in in the end of like towards the end of Tactics Ogre. Mm. Uh, that so that was. I'm not gonna stop playing it, but. Just uh, maybe if there's just some random person out there who is like, oh, wow, I play Tactics Ogre. I wonder if Final Fantasy Tactics is good. Like, this is just my observation. Yeah, that's... I'm going to keep playing it. I don't know if it'll be on my next recommendation or not, but yeah, that it's 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 fun. I'm going to just grind, <laughs> get better. Do you think uh, in like three months you'll have... Uh, <laughs> Beaten it? Tactics, Final Fantasy Tactics beat, beat like... As your recommend, recommend. Oh, be, make it actually onto the rec. My truly recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like, hope so. Like one of the best storytelling fucking. I hope that's what well, I'm coming, basically coming hoping for. Of, playing uh, the game for the story. You don't want to. You don't want to recommend Valkyrie Profile. <laughs> <laughs> You're wild, bro. Nah, I'm not <laughs> recommending that game. I only recommend that game to people if you just love gameplay. That's awesome. And also, if you're not scared of um uh spoilers because to get the only ending worth a fuck in that game you have to read a strategy guide or have read it from the internet because sorry there's possibly without not without knowing anything Hmm. there's no way that you're getting the true ending that's that's old games people that play old games are sickos like they they are sickos i'm like wait so if i was a kid and i'll let you know like i got to 57 hours in that game um and i uh i just did everything i wanted to do like i i was just playing the game you know like how i play games like i like to sweep the map i i should call it like i'm just like all right i'm gonna go here 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 and here and you do that and um i would say i was looking at the path to getting the true ending i was close to doing it by accident but there's one thing i think the Maybe the creators they want you the the B ending that everybody gets basically from playing the game normally. I guess they wanted you to get a suspicious feeling like there's something else going on. <laughs> but the reason that it was a letdown to me is because I already had that suspicious feeling. I didn't need to beat the game to have it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I just wasted. Okay, I won't say I wasted. So, but... so it's because of, you wanted me to get that feeling. Like they, they basically. The way they designed games back then was like, oh, this person's um, gonna play it a bunch. This is the, this is the one game you're gonna get all year. Yes. Uh, so like, you beat it during the summer, and you're like, huh, I wonder. Yeah. Uh, I get a suspicious feeling. Uh, I'm gonna replay it. Type exactly. Shit. And you had and, the time to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like now. It's like there's so many fucking games available to you that it's like, bro, I'm not about to replay a fucking sixty hour RPG just because. I, exactly. And you yeah. want to know the saddest thing? And and, and and now you got me fucking started. I, I'm almost <laughs> done. The, the, the thing that's the worst about it is that the story is good. If you get if you do the and get the cutscenes for the B ending, I mean sorry, the A ending, the true ending, it is a good story. Like. Yeah. I was watching a video on it. I'm like, why would you do this to me? Like, I could have just played this game and it could have just been one of the best games I ever played. Like, to yeah, me, exactly. the gameplay was amazing. And I was like, 
all that has to happen is th- I just need a good story. That's it. <laughs> and the B ending is, yep, yep. That's. <laughs> <laughs> did you um? Did you want uh me to kind of tell our listeners what we're doing next, or oh, like, maybe like prepare if they want to, or no, 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 no. That, no, the, no. The, 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 the next thing that they're gonna see, uh, you'll probably see um. It's a little different than what we're. It's, we yeah, doing. the next thing is going to be different, but what to expect? Expect, expect. Like, is um, you're probably going to get to re zero if that ends before the end of the year, mm-hmm. and then you're going to get our uh, top um, you know, the uh, year yeah. end the year end awards probably in January, yeah. and then we're just gonna continue uh, what's it called? What's this thing? NJO. New Jedi. Yeah, New Jedi Order. Yes, yes. Yeah, this is going to be our this is going to be our base, our kind of base uh automatic. We're going to keep doing this. Um Yeah, we're not just dipping out. in for one book and then yeah, try to knock out as many as possible, but uh you know, ReZero is going to keep coming out every once in a while, so we'll do that as it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh we'll try to throw in some interstitial Yeah, we're books, tr- we're throwing some you know? seasoning into the ingredients oh, yeah. to the pot. So, so we're just not doing Star Wars all the time. We we want to differentiate. Oh yeah, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. I think we've got some breaks planned out in between the Star Wars books. This this isn't oh, yeah. a Star Wars podcast. Um it's just this is like the reason that we started this podcast in the first place to do NJO. Yeah. So um sorry if we tricked you. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, but sorry, not sorry. You're getting right. Star Wars. Well, thanks everybody for listening. This has been Why Must Love Fave. Uh, you can check us up, check us out on Twitter at Why Must Love Fave. Um, you the uh, like, comment, uh, kind of follow us on Spotify mm-hmm. or iTunes. You know, oh, give, also, us five stars on iTunes would exactly really yes. Um, I, I want to see what it does. I I hear people always say that like there was like oh like and subscribe and it's like it really helps the channel out stuff like that. I'm like, does it really? Like I don't know what it actually does, but or, or yeah. even or even uh you know comment comment on spotify or itunes like we had what we had one comment on spotify oh that yeah, actually, yeah that actually boosted our ranking so if if you like our podcast please comment are you being serious oh yeah commenting commenting like is like engagement engagement boost whoa yeah. so yeah like if, if you if you can just like comment uh on itunes or spotify say if you, say if, say if you thought it was cool or if, if it was sucked yeah. oh yeah if you, if you thought it sucked if you thought we could improve on something you could put that too yeah right. um All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Adios. Peace.